Trophy watch. <laughs> It's episode 134 of the PS Nation podcast with you once again, myself, Glenn Percival, and Mark Singer. How's it going tonight, buddy? It's going fantastic. <laughs> you are so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of phlegm, actually. Well, it's a little horse and phlegmy. Yeah, well, I, I should have came home from work today. I got, I got the flu. Well, I got a flu shot at least. So you got the bacon sweats now. <laughs> yeah, the bacon sweats. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, our, our my new job they actually supplied the flu shot, but pretty much everybody in the building was down there today. So got to wait about a half an hour in line just to get a flu shot. But fun. Yeah, better than not getting one though. So I'm happy about it. Did they give you a lollipop when you were done? No. Although I did walk out of the room like ah, just kidding. <laughs> Did anybody laugh then? They laugh, but the nurse is like, don't do that, they'll get scared off. <laughs> so the nurse was Minnie Mouse? Pretty much. <laughs> oh, what's, what's this hair about you not wanting to wear the rings, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, pretty cool week this week already. Uh, we uh, we yeah. got a cool uh, interview Hopefully on the show. Hopefully not another epic episode though right no i don't think so uh we were supposed to have martin on the show this week but there's a couple things working against us uh with that first off he's pretty sick apparently and also and this is no joke i guess a typhoon is like rolling in on him right now so that's cool yeah not gonna have martin on this week so we were gonna have him review dirt 2 for us uh but he'll be back soon hopefully if his house is still standing and uh do that review so uh, we're thinking he of you. He can swim, right? What was that? He can swim, right? I hope so. Well, I know Ko- uh, Kohana can swim because he always okay. twi- twits about uh, taking her to the pool. So at least we know she can swim. Maybe she can hold his head above water. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> so, uh, no, wait, yeah. seriously though, we hope everything turns out okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, make sure you put some sandbags up or something, buddy. Uh, all right, well, let's just get right into it so we don't... <laughs> we're going to digress so much tonight, it's not even funny. Or maybe it will be funny, who knows. Uh, well, we'll talk about some new releases. Our interview with Ben Jones, who's the uh, one of the designers on MAG uh, from Zipper Interactive. A couple of news items, what we're playing, a review of Final Fantasy Dissidia, and, uh, yeah, a review of Uncharted 2. Uh, emails and voicemails, and the trophy watch. So, uh, well, we'll just do the regular stuff right off, right off the bat and get it out of the way. If you want to get a hold of us, there are a ton of different ways that you can get a hold of us. Uh, you can send us an email to podcast at psnation.org. Uh, you can also hit the little contact us button that's on our website over at psnation.org. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can shoot us an MP3 via email, or you can call our regular line, which is 920-626-4464. Standard long-distance rates apply. Or if you have Skype, like on your PSP or your iPhone, you know, PC, Mac, whatever, you can call us on Skype, and that address is WDT-Torgo. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Our group name is PS Nation Podcast. You can find us on FuriousGamer.com. You can go out there. It's a uh, all-video game uh, network, radio network, and uh, if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch, you'll be able to just grab an app for 99 cents that even works on that device. So it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, they actually stream a bunch of different video game podcasts. Pretty neat. Uh, 
Uh, also, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ps3nation, all is one word. I think that's everything. Oh, and you can also find us on our forums over on vgevo.com. Uh, if you go to our psnation.org, hit the forums button on top. It'll take you right to those forums as well. So, wow, that was a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're everywhere, man. Yeah, can't forget VG Evo. Yeah, never forget VG Evo. All hail VG. Wait, that's the Ustream bot. Well, uh, first, you know, we, we I mentioned it last week, and uh, I actually set up the site. It's not really done yet. I think we're going to maybe put a banner on there or something. But uh, oh, yeah. ex- Extra Life <laughs> coming up in uh, roughly a month. We're going to be doing it, I believe, on September, I want to say 7th, 6th or 7th, something like that, Friday night. Uh, Extra Life is something that Sarcastic Gamer put together. Uh, it's basically a charity to uh, help fight cancer or children with cancer. We're not going to fight the children themselves, just the cancer <laughs> and the children. Oh, I'm all over the place tonight. See what a job does to me. My mind is jello right now. Glenn wants to fight children with cancer. <laughs> confirmed. There we go. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're helping with the cause. We helped these guys out last year. We had a really good time doing it. So what we're going to be doing is a 24-hour gaming marathon. Now, Sarcastic Gamer is doing it actually very soon. I think it might be this weekend even, next weekend, something like that. Uh, but we're going to be doing it a little bit later, uh, and VG Evo as a whole, I believe, is going to be doing it the same weekend we're going to be doing it. So uh, most of the podcasts are involved. We've got our page set up, and I'll, we're going to tr- put that on the website very soon. Uh, but to get to it, you can just go to https slash slash ways to give dot texas children's dot org slash net community slash ps nation. I know that's a lot. That's why we'll put it on the site. We'll put it on the Twitter. We'll put it everywhere so you can get to it. Uh, but all we're asking is maybe pledge a dollar an hour for a 24-hour period and uh, help us fight cancer. That's that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So leave the kids alone. <clears throat> yeah, don't fight the kids. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> you can sneak up on them, like dress up like Santa. And be like, Santa! <laughs> Slam! <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, look what the elves made this year. Boom! Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to fight any kids. Uh, well, I might. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not kids with cancer. Not kids with cancer. No, I wouldn't do that. So, yeah, yeah get out there and help us out. Like I said, we're, we'll be talking about it every week up until we do it. We're going to be streaming video from the uh, from the Sanger basement this year. We'll have a couple of cameras up, and uh, all three of us are going to be playing. Uh, Jesse, Mark, and myself are going to be playing for 24 hours. You know, hopefully we'll get in some co-op time, things like that. Uh, Mark and I are actually going to try out some different gaming headphones uh, while we're doing this. We can do those for a review the week after. Uh, so it should be a pretty fun time. I, I, I'll probably have some stuff, stuff set up so we can take calls, that kind of thing. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, should be fun. Uh, all right, new I releases, so. Mark. Last year was. What was that? Yay. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is everything current? I do you know? I think so. Let me look at it again here. I'm pretty sure those are all done. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. It's a hell of a big week yeah. in many uh, ways. And it just makes me realize I have no time or money to play everything that I want. And that makes me incredibly sad. Aww. Oh, is- oh, oh. Actually, one of these is wrong, I think. Really? Which one? Silent Hill looks like it got bumped back. Oh, really? I just saw something on it the other day. Yeah. I thought it was coming out. Gamefly lists hmm. it as 1231. Well, there you go. No, I don't think it got pushed yeah. back. Well, the Wii version is uh, the Wii version is still November. Uh, uh, PS2 and PSP got pushed back, I uh, think. Uh, anyway, I'll skip that one then. All right. <laughs> all right, ready? Sure. Since people have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, new releases for October 13th. 
some little game that some people might get called none other than Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. What's that? 2. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, me either. Oh. Tony Hawk Ride the... Oh. Is anybody seriously going to buy this? Uh... I, I <laughs> the fake skateboard. I'm sorry. We saw people even trying to play it at E3, and they all looked befuddled. Yeah, I, I mean, if anybody out there actually does get this, do a review for us. Definitely, because there's no way I'm putting my fat ass up on top of one of those things. <laughs> Me either. I'd break it in half. Uh, <laughs> the other big game, Brutal Legend for PS3. Uh, another game that I did not realize was actually coming out next week, and now I'm sad. Way of the Samurai 3 for PS3. Mm-hmm. I liked the first two on PS2, so I will be checking this one out eventually. Probably after a couple Gamefly games open up. <laughs> uh, Cars, race Rama, PS2, PS3, and PSP. Presumably that has something to do with Pixar's Cars movie. Maybe. Where the Wild Things Are for PS3. You know, I've seen the trailer for the movie, and it looks like it could be pretty cool, but... I still wonder how they're making a movie off of like a ten-page book, and I even wonder more how they're making a video game based off of that. You know what? It, it, the game companies will never cease to amaze what they can try to make a game out of. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, it's like cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I don't really understand that one either. Yeah, I maybe you have to dodge meatballs for two hours. I don't know. That's what she well, said. That actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> oh, that's a spicy meatball. And uh, finally, Fallout 3 Game of the Year edition for PS3. And our out-of-date release list had Silent Hill Shattered Memories for PS2 and PSP on it. GameStop now lists all three versions, the Wii being the other version, as 11.3. Huh. All right. Well, and then, you know, if you go to the link for the new release list, it says right on the top, all of these dates are subject to change because something always does. Oh dear! I'm gonna be pre-ordering this. It comes with a soundtrack. Oh jeez! Yeah, I like the silent. As much as I love the Silent Hill series, like it's gotten to the point where I really love it now just for the music because it peaked with number two and it's been downhill ever since. But the music is still fucking badass in every single one. Huh? Cool. Eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah I've anyway. never been into a Silent Hill series. So. And that's my ass point. Silent Hill has great music. <laughs> You caught me off guard, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not really. Eat it. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, let's get right into this. Uh, we recorded this last night. Just awesome. We, we actually didn't expect to get this interview uh, this early. Uh, we had talked about it a few times, and Sony PR really kicked ass and uh, got us this interview. Uh, ben Jones, who is a designer, designer for MAG uh, from Zipper Interactive, joined us last night, and... The guy was so interesting and so knowledgeable of the product, Mark even had questions for him. <laughs> Mark. I did. <laughs> now, this is for an FPS. That's why I say it, because Mark, it, it usually, like if we're asking something about Killzone 2. Not only that, but it's like a squad-based tactical FPS. Yeah, so uh, that's how cool this interview is. Uh, he, he was great to have on, and I really do honestly hope we can get him on again. Uh, so give it a listen. Ben Jones from Zipper Interact. Okay, folks, uh, something that was kind of surprised us last week. We uh, got an interview that we really wanted to get, but we got it a lot sooner than we thought we were going to get. Joining us this week is Ben Jones, designer for MAG from Zipper Interactive. Uh, Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Nice to be here. Are you nervous? Are you doing all right? 
Oh, no, I'm all set. I, I don't have a beer in front of me like you two gentlemen, but I wish I did. <laughs> Actually, I don't either. What? Glenn, give me a beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're fired. Oh, uh, we're just out of beer. How are you out of beer? Oh, we're getting off track already. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ben, you've been at Zipper Interactive for a while. You're working on Mag. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, but also tell for the five people that may not know what the heck is Mag. Uh, well, so me personally, I've been here for three years, uh, and I've been working on MAG exclusively for, uh, since that time. Um, and MAG is uh, really the biggest shooter that is going to be out there for uh, for some time in the future. Um, we're looking at up to 256 consecutive players uh, in a really massive universe with persistent characters, uh, three different factions that you can choose from that are constantly vying for control of uh uh, different contracts that give them uh, in-game rewards. Um, so there's uh, there's always incentive to come in, log in every day, check the status of the you know of, of these contracts in the Shadow War, um, and determine you know what you need to do that day uh, to stay on top. All right. Well, that's actually boiled down a lot better than I could have could have done it, but I'm sure you yeah. can say that million times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do play the game occasionally, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, a lot of people have the the beta that's out now. And um, you, we, we were talking ahead of time, and I, you know, I, I told you I had a few questions as well, uh, besides the ones that we got from our, our awesome listeners that came up with some questions that I never would have thought of. Um, yeah, some great stuff. Yeah, I mean, Cracker Jack had a really like fought out one. I, I'm surprised he's usually so drunk he passes out. Like he did on a live show. So moments of clarity, yeah. right? Happy <laughs> <laughs> Cracker Jack. Uh, so my first question, uh, and we talked kind of touched on this earlier but you know is there going to be another uh phase of the beta and and are there any details that you can tell us about yeah absolutely so the the next phase of the beta rolls out uh really soon in the next couple of weeks um and that's going to roll in all the gamestop pre-orders um but everybody that's already in the beta uh will roll over as well so don't worry about getting kicked out or anything we're just expanding the beta for uh, more people to get in which is actually good news for those who are already playing because you'll uh, you'll get some noobs in there to uh rack up the experience on for sure <laughs> Are we going to keep our experience from this phase to the next one this time? So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Usually, uh, usually we have to make some adjustments with the with the universe uh, that you play on. Um, so that that could go either way at this point. Um, so be prepared for it to happen. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to do that this time. Okay, that'd be cool because <laughs> I, I, I'm building up slower now that I have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does kind of get in the way of things, huh? <laughs> Uh, well, let's let's kick into the questions that we have, and I'm sure I'll probably interrupt and, and ask something else as well, as you can probably tell I'm a little excited about this game. I, I've got my hands <laughs> on it at E3, and ever since I've just been like, oh, Mag, this is going to be awesome. And uh, I, I see you playing it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's what we want, right? I'm <laughs> uh, and, and first off, let me say thank you so much for having a party system that works as well as it does. Oh yeah, well, I mean, honestly, we we were very focused on that. You know, we still got a ways to go there, uh, and we're working on that in development right now to you know refine some kinks there. But yeah, I mean, with a game of this size, you know, it's it's really important to be able to get a group of your friends together and be able to go jump from game to game. You know, right. um, and then the, the added bonus of, of uh, dedicated servers is that you don't have to worry about host migration or getting dropped at any point. You're just going to constantly roll into the next battle depending on what you want to play. Right. I can't believe how many players we've got on already, and I think the highest I've ever been in is 128. Have you guys done a 256? Nice. Well, that, yeah, and that's only half of what we've got. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, man. Jeez. Anyway. All right, Mark, you want to take our first one? 
Sure. This is from Devil Dog 90. At first, everything in the game seemed very overwhelming. There's a lot of menus and options on the front end, and after getting into a game, there's a lot going on around you. What will be done to ease players into Mag's extensive customization and gameplay? So, first off, we've got a really extensive training system. Um, we're going to have you know, a custom basic training level for each faction. Um, and then beyond that, we have um, you know, areas where you can go in and learn about uh, different gear, uh, all you know, all the stuff that in the missions, each mission that's you know that's important for you to take on, uh, the game types, um, and then a leadership tab as well. So um, all these tabs you can just go through and learn as much as you want, um, uh, you know, about the different roles, about the different levels, about the gear beforehand. So you can you know kind of pick and choose and uh, how you want to customize your character. So yeah, we definitely want to ease players into the experience. And also, um, when you first launch the game, you're going to have an option between basic training. Um, and suppression, which is just an exercise mission that doesn't contribute into the uh, shadow war, it just gives you XP. Um, and then when you reach, you know, the next level or so, um, you'll be able to start unlocking the different game modes. So you'll be able to ramp up and play, you know, you know, all of the game pretty quickly. Um, but we want to make sure that you, people don't just jump right into 256 and you know become overwhelmed uh, because there it certainly is a lot going on. Now, is part of that tutorial going to be? Uh what you can do as a squad leader or as a platoon leader, those kind of things. Is that going to be there right away, or is that something that's going to open up once you get up to that point? That's that's there right away, which I think you know I think is oh, nice for players cool. to be able to see you know before they even get to that leadership level to say okay you know when I get here these are the things that I want to do. Do I want to be a leader? Do I feel comfortable in that role? They can you know they can gauge all those things before they jump in and give it a shot. Awesome. Hmm. Yeah, we've had plenty of nights where uh, we're telling a squad leader you know you can actually do stuff. So we have to walk them through what we can do. <laughs> it's not just oh, an icon. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so now, is there anything in there if you have like a really crappy squad leader to like vote them out or anything? Ooh. I mean, that's something that we've looked at. Um, there is a vote kick option for your, you know, for your squads um, that, that might roll in with this beta phase, but it might we might uh, have to wait on launch. We'll see about that. But you'll be able to um, do a full vote kick, you know. And if you get the if you have a crappy squad leader and you get the rest of your squad behind you and say, hey, you know, like we need we need somebody better, um, you can you can opt uh, to vote to kick them out. Should just call a mutiny. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of a mutiny. Huh? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. All of a sudden, one of the players walks up and knifes him in the back or something. Oh, man. Uh, that would be ugly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the nerd rage online would be just immense. Screw my objective. Stabbing. <laughs> uh, well, Zippy Patrick asks a very simple question. Any custom soundtrack support? So we're, we're looking into that right now. Um, we've got some memory concerns there. I mean, it's you know, it's not something that's just free, um, but you know, obviously it's something that we want to include. But we've gone a really, really long way um, in creating a compelling soundtrack, and you, you've got a custom soundtrack for each faction. Um, so it, you know, it's it really goes a long way, and I, you know, we hope that people enjoy the music that comes with the game. But you know, if we have an option to include custom soundtrack support, it's something that we're going to try to do. So which faction gets bluegrass? <laughs> Which faction is bluegrass? Honestly, Valor has got a little bit of a twang in there. You know, some of the instruments come off as bluegrassy. So, I mean, if you're if you're into bluegrass, Valor might be for you. <laughs> awesome. You need a poster. Uh, that that. Mark it on it. Okay, I'll work on that. Uh, Solid Gamer ninety eight asks: How many custom attachments can you put on your main weapon at any one time? How do you balance the weapons to make sure it's still a fair fight in the match? 
So you can have up to three uh, attachments at any one time, right? So if I wanted to come in and have like a foregrip and uh, under barrel grenade launcher or a silencer and a red dot scope, uh, I can, you know, I have that option, which is really nice. But um, you get a lot of flexibility there. Um, the attachment system is, uh, you know, it, it's pretty in depth, and um, it's it's cool to be able to switch some things out and, and try a lot of different stuff. But you know, in terms of making it a fair fight, uh, our weapons guys have put in a ton of time in making sure that these weapons are balanced for faction, and that you know the the, the attachments that you have don't don't go crazy and really skew things in one direction or another. It, they'll certainly give you an advantage, um, but you know you can't just stack three attachments that are going to make you godlike. They'll they'll only enhance your abilities as a player. Now, if uh, the full game's out and you guys find that something ends up being horribly unbalanced in ways you never imagined, will you? attempt to patch it later or just keep an eye on it yeah for sure i mean we you know we found some issues in the beta and obviously you know as we continue to move forward we're going to look for those things and and refine uh you know all of our data to make sure that things are fair um but yeah i mean we we look at mag as you know this ever-evolving platform so we're certainly going to continue it uh continue to you know change things uh, not only in terms of content but in terms of balance and and loadouts and all that kind of stuff too cool very nice Cracker Jack, our buddy Cracker Jack. I like to give him crap. This is a great question. I'm, I'm glad he put this up. Uh, there are eight per, eight per squad or group. Uh, will there be any way for multiple groups to follow each other and get in the same game, effectively being able to make a 32-person team uh, for like our, our forms over at VG Evo? This would make a Mag Mondays easier to handle if groups could just follow each other. Yeah, and that, that's something that we really do want to support. Um, so, again, that's very much on the table for the future. I don't, I don't think uh, that will come through directly at launch, but um, hopefully in the months after that you know, and, and down the road we can look at options like that because I, I agree with them, and I, I think you know, it's, eight players is great, and you know, it is a squad-based game, but you know, being able to load out uh, an entire platoon you know, with your buddies is a really powerful thing. So uh, we'll see what we can do there. Maybe we can, uh, we can make a shift down the road. Cool. I'm trying to. I'm looking through the questions to see if this is covered, but I don't think it is. Is is there going to be a way for us to maybe create a a customs like private server that's password protected, so that we can just tell people come to the server and and we can all play together? So you know that's another thing we've thought of, um, and you know I'll, I'll leave that option open for the future. But for right now, I mean, it, the Shadow War is such a you know, an integral part of of the game. You know, this this constantly running tournament that you know creating side games that affected it or didn't affect it. I mean, it, it's it's kind of a toss-up there. It's a little dangerous. So, you know, it's something that down the road, obviously the clans want to be able to have their own tournaments, and, you know, would that affect the Shadow War? How does that play out? Um, so, those, you know, these are all things that we're thinking of um, and we definitely want to look at down the future. Okay. Hmm. Actually, I got a, one of my own questions as long as it, nice. the whole Shadow War thing came up. Um, now, is this like a global or national thing where, you know, everybody who's playing for that faction counts, or is it like split up by regions? Uh, yeah, so that's a, that's something we're still tending as well. I mean, it, eventually it could be something that's per universe, um, or you know, yeah. which is like uh, the, the universes are like uh, regional servers, right? Like U.S. or Europe okay. uh, or Asia. Um, but you know, we, I think the Shadow War. The way we're going to pull it is that everyone is contributing to the overall Shadow War. So I mean, it could be or it will happen where you know you go to bed at night. Uh, and say you're you're fighting for Raven, and, and Raven has you know uh, you know two out of the three contracts, but you wake up the next morning and you have none because the guys in Asia went crazy all night and got the contracts back. So you know you you got to walk on and say, all right, I need to come back and get this back. So that's that's what we're looking yeah. to do. Nice. Now, if if uh, one of the factions is getting like completely trounced, or for some reason, if like that region, everybody just abandons one of the factions, is there going to be any sort of like boost for it or anything like that? 
Yeah. So, I mean, that ties into a question that we're, we're going to go over later on, but I, you know, I think, um, what, one of the things that we're doing is in incentivizing players in the case of faction imbalance, um, to come over. So it's basically, you know, you, you have uh, a pop-up that basically solicits you that says, Hey, you know, uh, we really need, you know, someone of your expertise in sever, uh, come over to us and we'll give you, you know, uh, X experience bonus or, you know, or, or this gear item or whatever. We, we'll try to give you a couple of different things that'll give you an option to say, okay, I want to come over and make the switch. That is fa- fantastic. And I did kind of jump yeah, the gun on that one. That was, that was one of Vladrick's like 18 questions yeah. he posted on the forums. <laughs> Sorry, Vladrick. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go on to our listener question now. Patriot B-Ball 5460 asks, how do you plan on targeting this game to the more non-hardcore market? Yes, shooters entice people automatically in America, at least, but what are you guys doing to separate yourselves from other shooters other than having 256 players in a server? And this question actually kind of applies to me, too, because Glenn is like our our shooter guy. Like, <laughs> he played SOCOM, he loves MAG, like where I, I dabble in him, you know, I played some Killzone, stuff like that, but I don't intrinsically, like, look forward to the next shooter that's coming out. It's got to do something different, and I'm very, very intrigued with MAG, especially... The technical, I don't know. I don't know how you guys pull off 256 players. Seriously, uh, that's that, amazing. That, that comes from having an outstanding networking team that's worked their tail off for the last couple of years. Um, I believe but, it. But yeah, I mean, in, in terms of uh, you know what stands out outside of a shooter realm that would draw people in, I mean, I think there's three core things. Um, you know, your ability to choose your own role, uh, character customization, and you know, and working in a persistent world. Um, so I mean, you look at picking your own role, right? There's no defined class system. Um, if, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've worked your way through our skill tree a little bit at this point. Um, basically what it allows you to do is, is com- you know, completely customize your character. If you, if you really don't, you know, prefer jumping into combat, but you just, you know, you want to help your team out, I mean, you can decide to just be a repair guy who has, you know, heavy armor and maybe a personal defense weapon um, and upgraded knife skills so you're really good at close combat. Um, you know, or you could be the, the sniper with, you know, with medium armor and, uh, you know, just acoustic locators that just sits on the hill and waits for people to pop up and just nail them. Um, but, you know, all these people contribute to the battle, uh, which I think is really great. You know, it's not, it's not just about kills. It really is about working as a team, uh, you know, to complete your objectives within a mission and then winning as many missions as possible so you can control these contracts. You know, and then the persistent world, I mean, that's what, that's what we're looking at in the shadow world, right? I mean, like I said earlier, you could you could log off at night and wake up the next morning and have no more contracts and really want to fight to get those back because they, you know, they really give you an upper hand. So, you know, I think those things really helped us, in, you know, stand us apart, but also maybe players who are, you know, more interested in the MMOs or just really casual shooter fans, I think can find their way in MAG because it offers so many different opportunities of play. Yeah, I like that, actually. I like the way that sounds, especially because it, it encourages people to work together and you know, my knee-jerk reaction to hearing 256 players is, how are you going to get that many people, you know, like right. on each team to be working together? But it actually sounds like you guys have got a really good system in place. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, it, you know, it really builds on itself. We, we break everybody down into squads and give all the squads unique objectives and then, you know, funnel them, um, funnel them towards their final objectives where they're all working together. Um, you know, really creates a balance. And, you, you know, we're seeing 
it's amazing because, you know, there are a lot of things that we thought about, uh, you know, like inner squad and inner platoon communication um, that a lot of people within the studio weren't taking advantage of, but they're great features, right? And the people in the beta have just totally gleaned onto them and said, you know, it, it's, it's amazing to sit into a game and hear, you know, an OIC or a platoon leader from another platoon contact me and say, hey, we really need your help. Can you guys call on a strike here or, you know, divert your efforts here because we're, we're, we need to fall back and all this stuff. Uh, I mean, it, the opportunities to not only communicate, but coordinate as a team, uh, I think set us apart as well. Yeah, and you actually, when you're playing this, you know if you're on, if you're in a match with people that are playing as a team, and you know when they're not. I mean, yep. the amount of success or failure that you have is, honestly, it's it's so directly related to how people work as a team that it, it's pretty surprising once you start realizing what the heck is even going on. Right. And, you know, I think that speaks to the final outcome of each match. But, you know, still, as an individual, I'm, a, I'm able to make incredible contributions and really propel my character forward, um, right. even if, you know, my squad isn't working too well together. Right. Cool. Yeah, I've actually broken off and gone over by another squad already. So. <laughs> 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 I was like, screw you guys. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I have a question. See, all these are popping up now. Um, I wanted to touch a little bit on, on clans. And uh, first off, I know a lot of people that even try to party up. You can't party up with people that are in a different faction, correct? That is correct. Okay, so same way with the clan. You pretty much need to set up a clan. Like, let's say we have 100 people at VG Evo, and they all want to get into, a, like, a VG Evo clan. You would have mm-hmm. to essentially have three separate ones, right? You'd have to have a clan for Raven, Sever, and, and I forget the third one. Uh, that would be Valor, yeah, Valor, and Valor. and yeah, as it as it stands, that's that's the case. You know, we we're, we have we have light clan support at launch. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we included that. Um, you know, to give people an opportunity to play, you know, play as a clan and you know communicate with one another and, and group up a little bit. But you know, that's that's something that we're really looking at down the road. And like I said before, uh, Mag is going to be an ever evolving platform, and you right. know, the hope is that pretty early on uh, we'll we'll spend some time and resources uh, and looking at clans um, and seeing how we can build that out so that you know it can solve some of the problems you're talking about. Well, one nice thing about having the clan support, even what you have in the beta is this is a way for us to kind of get around the fact that we don't have private servers yet uh, because we can easily find each other in the clan system. Right. So I guess one of my questions is, do we know or do you know uh, any type of cap that you're going to have on an amount of people in a clan yet? Or is that it's just too early? I, you know, I don't have specific numbers on that. Um, you know, it's, it's something that will we'll probably ebb and flow as, you know, as we wrap up development here. Right. But yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen on, on the boards and stuff, I mean, there are, there are good-sized clans right now, probably more than, than we had initially anticipated supporting. So, I mean, it's, it's something that we'll have to take in consideration uh, down the road. Okay. <laughs> All right. On to uh, Mr. Amazing Zoidberg. Uh, will you be, he has two questions. Will you be able to have more than one character per account? I'll likely have friends in different factions who I'm going to want to be able to play with. Yeah, and that, again, that's something else that we're looking into too. That's certainly a possibility. But right now, the best way, you know, if you, if you have uh, if you have different friends that you want to play with, the best the best thing to do is you know to organize those guys and petition for your favorite faction and say, hey, you know, I, we really need to be sever because X Y Z, and then try to get everybody on the same page. But yeah, hopefully down the road um, we'll be able to support something like that so that you can kind of you know make the leap or whatever, which you know would be a great opportunity, right? You know, I'm yeah. uh, I've got I've got a character that you know that's like 
like level 35 on Valor, but uh, my buddies are just starting to play on Raven, so I want to go over there and give that a shot. I mean, I think that's a cool opportunity, so uh, certainly something that we'll look to try to support down the road. I could actually see that, like 100 members just all of a sudden switching. That'd be kind of... That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that is cool. I mean, I think that's that's the cool thing about uh, you know changing factions is that you know you really you really can have a powerful impact on the battle. Now, granted, you know we're we're watching for these things. We're going to see if if people try to you know uh, jump ship on mass, and you know we'll we'll use the techniques that we've already uh, adopted and have in place to kind of handle that stuff. But yeah, I mean it's nice. it's going to be wild, man. It's already in the beta. We've seen some stuff that you know it just uh, goes a little beyond what we anticipated. Hmm. Nice. All right. Ooh, my favorite username ever. I like monkeys. Uh, being in stiff competition. Yeah, who doesn't, though? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I want iPad, because it's like the only the closest I'm going to get to ever having a real monkey. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could yeah. like, save up and get one off the black market or something, right? Yeah, but I don't think my wife would go for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They tend not to like that. Then you have to choose. Yeah. Wife or monkey? I think she'd rather... <laughs> She'd rather have a kid for some reason. I don't know. I'd rather have a monkey. Um, let's see, being in stiff competition with other great shooters, do you think Mag has its own identity, or is it just another shooter but with more players? What I mean is, gameplay-wise, what defines Mag? Why should I play this instead of something like Killzone 2 or the upcoming Modern Warfare 2? Well, you, you kind of covered this so, already. Yeah, I mean, we kind of touched on this as well. I mean, I, I think, again, you know, it's teamwork and, and scale and the persistent world, but, I mean, you know, really teamwork more than anything else. I mean, you're... You know, you're getting an opportunity to work with not only your squad of eight, but your, you know, entire platoon and then an entire company when things all come together. And, you know, being that kind of coordination uh, on a console, you know, in an FPS environment, I think is exceptionally unique. Hmm. Uh, and then we get to Vlad, uh, a Plank fan, and we, and we talked about this ahead uh, before we started recording. Uh, he asks, what games were your inspirations for MAG? Oh man, you know, I, I think this goes back to the you know the type of developers that we employ here. I mean, I think we've got a really, really diverse selection of people that have worked on all different types of games. I mean, you know, you go from Tribes to Rainbow Six to obviously SOCOM, um, just all over the map. Um, we've got a lot of people. We've got people that worked on The Sims for years. I mean, it's <laughs> it's really all over the board. What's great about that is that all these people have you know these different perspectives. Uh, that can come together each time that we sit down to look at a feature or a level or a weapon. So, we, you know, we really get a balanced perspective on these things. And it's nice that the vast majority of these people hadn't had an opportunity to work on an FPS, but we're huge fans of the genre. So, I, you know, I think a lot of that energy has been put into MAG and really happy with the results. Hmm. Very nice. And then you can probably just mix wanna... these together, Mark. Okay, you, do you want to take this one? Well, this this is uh, from Vladrick, and we covered the first one a little bit, but he was the one asking about getting offers from opposing factions trying to persuade you to come over. Uh, but his second part uh, is is something that we really haven't covered too much. Uh, yeah. kind of so to jump in again on the first question, I mean, to, to build on that a little bit, the other option that we have in terms of uh, changing factions and stuff is when you when you go to respec your character, as you're playing, you're building up respec points. And, you know, once you get to a certain level, you'll you'll have built up these respec points and you can choose to do it, you know, at any time after you've, uh, you know, attained those those points, right? So if I hit level 25 and I've got enough to respec, I could wait and say, you know, wait till I get to level 40, uh, you know, and say, okay, well, you know, now I want to respec, I'll go ahead and give it a shot. Um, and that right. gives you an opportunity to come over, you know, to another faction as well. And you'll most likely, when you do that, you, you know, depending on the server population, you might get incentives to do so as well. So, um, cool opportunities to change factions at all across the game. 
He does have kind of an interesting point in, in his first question, though, um, that you probably haven't even figured out yet. But he says, you know, for example, would a Raven soldier that gets recruited to Valor be able to keep the face, model, voice, experience, that kind and of And actually, you will. That's, uh, that's, those are the two things that you really bring over with you. Um, you know, the uh-huh. other thing that we're looking at is, is you bring over your, your face and voice, but uh, you might as well bring over uh, a certain number of skill points that you can spend right from the get-go. So uh, we'll see how that develops, but those first two are guaranteed the face and voice will definitely come over with you. Cool. cool. And then his second question, uh, we really haven't touched on too much, but it's kind of the same type of thing. Uh, he's asking, you know, it's obvious that you want players to have loyalty to their particular PMC. Where Will there be community features upon release that will encourage more brand loyalty? For example, maybe a Sever site where only players enlisted in Sever would have access to. Yeah, that's a really interesting idea, and it kind of uh, builds on what you know what we've got going. We're going to have really extensive web support, you know, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, you guys will see that start to come online. We'll see how that goes, but um, a lot of really really cool content on the web that we plan to tie into the game, and you know, we're going to really try to highlight not only. Uh, you know, particular players who are doing well, but squads and clans, uh, you know, and, and factions that have had a great week, you know, and so we could highlight and say, hey, you know, Sever this week won both, you know, both of their contracts, they really dominated, and it's because, you know, these these three people, this squad, this platoon, you know, all came together and worked really hard to make, thing, make things happen. So, yeah, I mean, we, we want to make sure that people are devoted to their factions and, and, you know, give as many opportunities to explore, whether it's in the game, or on the web or in home um, to really, you know, get a sense of, of identity from their faction and want to stick with them. Nice. Nice. I like that. Uh, all right. Next. Uh, well, <laughs> two hands Revy. Well, this part isn't a question, but he says, I love you, Zipper. <laughs> oh, we love you too. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to hear that stuff. We absolutely love you guys too. I mean, that's why, that's honestly, that's why we make these games. I mean, it's, it's not just for us. It's definitely, you know, to build a sense of appreciation. I think what's, What's really cool is that you know a couple of us here for a long time. This is our our dream game that we've always wanted to work on since we've ever started you know working on shooter games. Is to say, you know, I really want to I want to be a part of a war that isn't you know it's not smoke and mirrors. It's not you know all dictated by scripting and hitting triggers. It's yeah. it's real. Every player in the game is is real, and all the actions that are taking place are because you know somebody across the pond or whatever has decided to go blow something up, which is which is really powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, he does have a little bit of a question in here, too. How will May get me addicted to the game like the old SOCOM 2 did? Back in the day, I used to refer to your games as SOCRACK. We'll make this MAGA crack. <laughs> <laughs> I like the MAGA crack, not just MAGA crack. Uh, MAGA crack sounds kind of gross. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think this goes back to the Shadow War, you know? I mean, it, the thing is, it's so cool about it. Um, and again, like the building on your character and all the customization stuff, I, that goes a long way. That's one of my favorite parts of the game for sure. But um, the Shadow War and having something to fight for beyond yourself is really cool. And being able to, you know, the you know, first thing you see when you log in is the state of the Shadow War and what happened, you know, since the last time you logged off. That's that's just a really cool feeling. And, you know, um, if, you know, if things have gone well for you, you feel vindicated. And, you know, if things have shifted, you want to get back in there and fight the good fight and uh, get things going your way again. Cool. Hmm. We'll get I think he'll like Don't that. worry about it. Oh, yeah, it's not a problem. <laughs> Actually, he just got into the beta, so uh, uh, he's probably playing right now, to be honest. Fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. Unless he's playing Uncharted, because he messaged me and said he started Uncharted for the first time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, eh, we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, all right, <laughs> next one. Got to play that one, too. Yeah, he it's... needs to get through the first one so he can be ready for the second. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Uh, next one's from Profit, uh, and he asks, are there ranked and unranked matches? Uh, are ranked matches going to have the option on which team you join if you are solo, or will they randomly place you on a team? I think he's really getting this from SOCOM stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, we touched a, a bit on this before. Um, you can look at the suppression matches that we have, which are, you know, interfaction that are kind of like practice matches where you go and you can build up XP and, you know, do stuff to, to enhance your character, but it, they don't contribute to the Shadow War as being the only kind of unranked matches, per se. Um, but they still contribute to your, to your player as opposed to, you know, the entire Shadow War. Um, so the stuff, you know, the offline stuff are unranked matches, custom matches, all that stuff. You know, it's, it's things that we have considered uh, for down the road. Um, but, you know, we're, right now we're focusing on uh, the types of, you know, game types that really contribute to the Shadow War and everyone getting involved in that in this large-scale tournament. Cool. All right. JG92 asks three questions. Number one, <laughs> how long ago... Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not. Um, how long ago was the idea for MAG? Has it been a long-running objective? Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that, you know, that's been kicked around uh, the studio for, for a while. Um, and, you know, we... From early development through creating the network architecture to actually building the game, and we were looking at around five years with three of that in development. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been something we looked at for a long time. And yeah, in terms of long running objective, I would have to agree. I mean, you know, like I said, several people here. This is their dream game. We've always wanted to build this massive war, and I, I think we pulled hmm. it off. Cool. Well, so far, so good. Uh, number two, is there going to be a disc and a download version? SOCOM did this. Will you? So because MAG, you know, is so massive, literally not only in scale, but also in, in uh, actual disc size, um, it's something that we're not looking to put on PSN. It's going to be disc only. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. I don't, I don't think anybody wants to jump in and try to download 8 gigs anyway. Yeah, we had enough problems getting the 2 gigs when everybody was hammering the server all at once. So exactly. bigger than that, I don't yeah. think it's going to be. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> And the last one, in the full game, will you be able to customize your character further, like with more accessories? So we'll have additional content at launch um, that you'll be able to, you know, uh, weave your way through, whether that's, you know, different different armor sets or decals, you know, so maybe some new attachments and stuff, and most of that stuff's in there. Um, but, again, like I said, we're going to have pretty extensive post-launch support. I mean, we really want players to, you know, not only continue to play, but we want the battlefield to evolve, you know, by continuing to offer new new gear types and new game types, new levels, all these different things uh, that will keep people coming back to play week after week. And our last submitted question uh, from Cywolf21, and he asks, will, will there always be only two factions involved in a game session? Any chance for all three factions to get into some battle royale type action for dominance? So this is something that people have really, uh, you know, talked about extensively in the beta I and mean, we keep seeing this come up and it's you know it's it's really interesting for us it was always uh, you know initially a memory consideration because in having having the three different factions obviously you've got to support different character models and textures and vehicles objectives all these different things um, but you know after talking with the guys it sounds like it, it's something we might look at down the road so we'll see we'll see what happens there I, you know I certainly think it would be interesting to have like a you know, like an interdiction type match where you've got two primary uh, PMCs battling it out, and you've got a third that comes in with you know maybe like white vehicles or something, and comes in and just tries to steal some stuff away or something like that. So who knows? We've got plenty of ideas. We'll see what we can do. But yeah, I mean that's a that's a cool suggestion. Even like a King of the Hill mode where the you know the PMC with the most characters within a certain area is King of the Hill, and oh, that'd be cool. 
Right, and then you've got the two <laughs> other factions charging up to the top to try to kick them off. Oh, Could get crazy. I, you know, I think that's that's what the great thing about where we're at with this game right now is that we finally got the sandbox together, right? We've got all the right. toys. We've got our tool set. We, you know, we know what we can do with it now, so now it's really a matter of of taking all the ideas that we had to lop off earlier or things that have evolved through the development process and coming up with some really, really compelling stuff for, for DLC. Um, well, you know, like I keep telling everybody, you know, if you see something wrong in the beta, definitely get out to the forums and, uh, post it. That that's only helping your gaming experience. Uh, yeah. And we do read that stuff every day. I mean, that's, that's a big thing. So yeah, if you do see anything, please, you know, submit a bug report, post on the forums, let us know because your feedback is invaluable. It was pretty obvious. I mean, once that second phase of the beta came out, uh, you know, the weapons tree had obviously changed. Rocket launchers were working a lot better. Grenades were working a lot better, that kind of thing. And, and we were all talking about it when we were playing. I was like, wow, it's, it's pretty nice when you actually see the result of you actually reporting things about it. So it was a very visual. Right. Yeah. Um, it was very apparent to all of us. So. Um, and that's and a big also, thing with having a you know extended beta, right? I mean, it gives us the opportunity to address those concerns. Granted, like a lot of the things like rocket launchers and grenades, it's all you know that's stuff that we knew about, but we just we have to get this content out there to get people testing it to see you know get some feedback. But right. yeah, I mean the stuff that we've seen come back from player, we've we've gotten a lot of bugs that you know even internally that we haven't even found from from people that are working really hard to to play the game and find this stuff. So yeah, we're we're very appreciative of everybody who's putting in the time in the beta. I, I yeah I don't think this game could be pulled off without an extended beta like you guys are doing to be honest I, I I'm really oh yeah mad. yeah I, I I fully agree and you know I give Sony the credit for that because I think you know they've done a really good job of working with us to to develop this timeline and stick to it you know a lot of a lot of games plan for an extended beta but you know when when push comes to shove you know it ends up uh, you're having to push features until you know until the last day so um, very very grateful to them for allowing us this period to you know get all the tuning. Uh, time that we need. Well, mm-hmm. uh, thanks so much for your time, Ben. Uh, really, I hope we can get you back on around the time of the game's release, or maybe even if there's another big window of opportunity for uh, releasing some more info. Uh, we'd love to have you Absolutely. back Absolutely. Yeah, and... Uh, well, great, yeah. Thank you very much for having me, and it was uh, great talking with you guys. We'll see what we can do uh, for the next appearance. We'll hopefully we'll be talking about some new stuff with Mag. Uh, after that interview, I got on and played... Uh, little bit of mag beta with two hands revy it was his i think his basically first time playing uh and i actually appreciated things more in the beta after what ben told us so it was pretty badass yeah i gotta admit i mean i wasn't all that interested in mag before but like i I told you after that we finished the interview i actually really want to play it or at least try it now and I'm saying that because I, I didn't actually get in the beta, so I haven't played it at all. I saw you play it a little bit, but I think you know that next wave of betas. I'm probably going to try to get a key for it, yeah. get a shot. Yeah, maybe we can swing you one off the maybe off the call in a favor. Way to go, burn a favor on a mag beta key. <laughs> I don't want to know what you're going to do with Professor PlayStation. <laughs> it's not him. I'm worried about its speaker. Oh, okay. boy. Well, our thanks again to uh, to Sony for, for setting, setting up the interview, and, and uh, definitely our thanks to Ben for spending some time with us last night. I uh, think he had a good time. We were talking ahead of the interview and you know, kind of joking around about about things. So, uh, And mm-hmm. I do honestly really hope we get him back, because uh, I'm sure there's a lot more that he'll be able to talk about in a couple of months. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So what is the actual release date on Mag now? Do they have a set one? I thought they were saying first quarter of 2010, but I, I don't really think they set an actual date yet because I'd heard January and then it just kind of got muddled. And I don't think it'll be March because that's when God of War is supposed to come out, I think. Yeah. So I'm not <clears throat> sure. Well, that, you know, for that kind of game, I think I'd actually be happy that they take their time. Yeah. Because they've obviously learned a lot from the beta, and they're still learning, and they're going to roll it out to more people to get even more feedback. Yeah, so it was great to hear. I'd rather have them the next phase so soon. Yeah, I'd rather see them pull out a stellar product at launch than some of the fiasco that was a SoCom confrontation. Yeah, definitely. And it was pretty funny because I, I tweeted last night about the interview and how great it was, and uh, I'm trying to find the uh, response that I got because oh, Tyler Smith. Uh, Said, oh, that's too bad because I just deleted it. And then he goes, con! And I said, well, basically, you were stupid for doing that. And he goes, all right, I'm redownloading it. <laughs> so, but one thing, we've, a lot of us have joined Valor for the beta. So if you want the chance to play with us, like me and Two Ends Revy, and uh, oh, who are the other ones we've been playing with lately? I think Patriot B Ball, and I'm not sure. It's a big group of us. But if you want a, a chance to play with us during the beta, uh, with your fellow VG Evoers, uh, you know, join Valor because that's the one that we're all in right now, and uh, we can party up and play. So the party system works extremely well in the beta, uh, and is actually it, it's great because it shows you what they're doing and it's actually going to work. So it's, it's very promising. Nice. Terminal's asking when we record. Did you tell him right now? <laughs> Here you can hear me typing right now, dude. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, once again, thanks for for coming on the show, Ben, and uh, hopefully we'll talk very soon. But uh, more, you know, let's let's move on to the news. We've, we've straggled long enough. I'm just stammering here. Yeah, yeah, you are. Ah, my brain's Swiss cheese. So uh, the first one, I guess I'll take because I know the second one you want to talk about since you posted it. Uh, and I maybe think this I is, do. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't want to hear maybe I do. You do. Exactly. The first one, I'm actually really pleased to see this. Uh, PSN content is now going to be available through Amazon. So like you could do, I think, with both the Wii and the 360 before, uh, you're actually going to be able to get you know, the download codes for certain PSN games, PSP games, things like that, right off of Amazon. And, and why this is potentially really cool is that we've seen them discount some of these digital downloads in the past mm-hmm. for the other systems. So I didn't realize they did it for the Wii. I'm pretty sure they do it for the Wii. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm- no, but you're right, though. This is good, because they were offering... I want to say it was Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for Xbox Live Arcade for, like, yeah. 10 bucks for a week. Yeah. When it was... it's Then it went back up to 15 And And, I mean, one of my fears, and I know I've, I've seen some other people talk about it, but one of my fears about the PSP Go being download only is that you're stuck to one outlet for all of your games and all your, you know, all your stuff. And if, if you want to talk about you know fixing the price and making sure that you never have a quote-unquote sale, that's kind of what you're going to be stuck with. So them going to Amazon and already knowing that Amazon has done some discounts in the past, like you even mentioned, this is a mm-hmm. good thing. So I'm very happy to see this. Yeah, I am too. So All right, next one. I didn't even know you posted this. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Mark made, Mark made another post? <laughs> I did. Uh, Atlas... Uh, on the day, it was the day of Demon Souls launch, I believe they sent out an email that said they launched their very own Demon Souls wiki page, where intrepid explorers can go and 
I don't know, plumb the depths for information or <laughs> add more because it's not quite complete yet. Uh, it isn't complete yet. There's, there is a lot in there. And if you're kind of like overwhelmed in the game, it's probably a good idea to check stuff out. Uh, I think it's cool that they did this because not everybody got their hands on that strategy guide because that was exclusive to the limited edition. Right. So I think, uh, I, I think it's actually a really nice idea. There is another wiki out there, a fan made one for the Japanese and Asian versions a while ago. So that's a lot more complete, actually. But I think Atlas's is actually a little better laid out. Oh, that's cool. So, I don't know. Yeah, if you want to share some info, get up there and play. Neat. All right. And you can find mm-hmm. a link oh, yeah, to that on uh, our website, too. Yeah. www.demons-souls.com slash wiki. W-I-K-I. <laughs> wiki, 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 wiki. Uh, wiki news that uh, completely surprised the hell out of me. Uh, Ninja Surprise. Gaiden Sigma 2 is coming to Zen Pinball. And it looks like it's coming mm-hmm. like this week, I think. So uh, we're getting... And I spent too much money on PSN last week. <laughs> yeah, but they don't really... The, the tables that they've been bringing out haven't been that expensive for either system, so... Mm, true. I think Street Fighter was only 249 Yeah, it was cheap. Yeah, so... Yeah, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2-themed uh, table for your Zen Pinball... So, uh, very badass. Again, they don't show any screenshots, so I have no idea what we're getting. <laughs> I have no clue. Hmm. Uh, but it's going to be all Ninja Gaidenian stuff. <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> That's a crappy word. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, all right. Last one I think you were telling me about, right? Yeah. Uh, SNK, or SNK Playmore Japan has announced Metal Slug Double X for PSP. Apparently, this is most likely a port of Metal Slug 7. They haven't said yet, but the video, like, I actually own Metal Slug 7 for DS, and I've still never played it. I picked it up when it was on clearance at that GameStop sale. I don't hear great things about it, though. So maybe they'll fix this up, but it's going to be running in 4.3 aspect, yeah. not 16.9. The visuals do look better I don't than the know. DS game, though, even in the video. It does, yeah, because like, the, the shots I've seen of the DS one, everything is like all weirdly pixelated. I mean, it's a 2D pixel game, but it looks like they didn't scale anything right. So, I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. The series has been kind of getting tired, though. Six wasn't all that great. That's, that's true. That is true. I think I have the best ones in the Neo Geo already. So Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Metal, Metal Slug is a long-running series, side-scrolling action, kind of like a cartoony Contra to a certain extent, but not as balls-nasty mm-hmm. hard. can be played two-player, and actually the uh, PSP version is going to support ad hoc uh, two-player, but some good humor in the games, but uh, just a really fun... Series of uh, side-scrolling platform shoot 'em ups with huge alien ships and like bumbling Nazi clones and uh, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. So Martians, yeah, and Martians and stuff like that. So uh, look it up on YouTube. Just look for Metal Slug, and uh, you'll see what we're talking about. But it started out on the Neo Geo yeah. and uh, worked its way onto some other consoles as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. You can always check out the Metal Slug anthology for PS2 and PSP. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, break time. I don't know. You want to Break do that? You want to do what oh, we're playing? Oh, oh. Um, um. <laughs> my drink's empty. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll do what we're playing and uh, do our reviews and the rest of the stuff. Deal.
We are back. Mark's got a full drink, and uh, my old man brain forgot to mention something during the news. Uh, now, you know, we, we had this big, <laughs> much publicized, still funny breakup with Joystick. Uh, you know, we used to be the official funny podcast for the fanboy show. Huh? Funny to us. Well, it's funny to us, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I still talk to Andrew quite a bit, and you know, we've still talked to, to Jem every now and then, even though he's governor PlayStation. Uh <laughs> So pip, pip. I was talking, pip, pip, cheerio. Uh, I was talking to Andrew a couple nights ago, and I, th- I believe he put a, a story about this up on on Joystick. But I thought it was really interesting, and he sent me a clip, an audio clip, uh, and and asked for my reaction to it. And and I have the clip, and and Andrew has given me permission to play it on the show. He couldn't get it working on their website, but I converted it and got it working. And uh, th- he was asking at somebody at TGS. It had to be somebody from Sega, I would assume. Uh, when you hear the clip, you'll know why. Uh, but he was asking them about the motion motion controls for the 360 and for PS3. And, uh, well, just take a listen, and you'll see what we're talking about here. How do you see uh, the new PlayStation and Xbox motion mm-hmm. systems uh, working with Monkey Ball in the future? Mm-hmm. Like the tall... Tall and spear. So you've got developers calling it Sphere. So we don't know if this is just, you know, a code name. We don't know if this is an official name or anything else. But this is, you know, the first inkling of maybe a name for this new system that they're putting in place. So, again, rumor, conjecture, whatever. We just wanted to report it uh, and and get the audio out there for Andrew. Because I know, like I said, he was having an issue with with getting it working. Uh, So Hmm. there you go. Maybe that's the name we're going to be going with. Maybe it's not. Who knows? I'd call it Waggly Balls. Wiggly balls, <laughs> jiggly balls. Let's go play jiggly ball. Uh, yeah, Jigglypuff? so I, I thought it was pretty interesting though that all of a sudden they just kind of blurted it out. Yeah, but that Sega. For Oops. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> now that you think oh about Sega. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, on, on braces right on. Damn. <laughs> Dude, that one is that's even better. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Uh, I did everything wrong tonight. Oh crap! So anyway, <laughs> oh, we could ding for laughing. Professionals. Yeah. Damn it. And I laugh Why like Vincent Price that? in the Thriller video. Ah, ah, ah! I can't even do it. <laughs> yeah, it's because that person's wrong. Uh, all right, what we're playing. You want to go first? You want me to go? What do you want to do? I've got quite a list. Uh, I can start. I really don't have a lot. All right. Uh, well, first off, Martin actually picked this up for me in Japan, brought it brought it to me when we were at E3. Played some Aldines on the Super Graphics. It's a uh, side-scrolling shmup that is just insanely tough. Uh, That's not on PlayStation. What's that? That's not on PlayStation. No, it's not. It's on Super Graphics. So, <laughs> but everything else I played was on PlayStation. Uh, played the Uncharted 2 beta with uh, One Shot Oswald, Corley, Vader 42, uh, Crazy K. I think Mark was on there for a while. You know, I've been playing that quite a bit actually because we got all jazzed up after the uh, after the interview last week. Uh, but also played this little game called Uncharted 2. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. No, I didn't think so. Uh, yeah, so played Uncharted 2. Uh, my review will be coming up a little bit later, uh, although Mark maybe recorded on my own so he wouldn't be painted or something. Whatever. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I just yeah, want to be part of the Money it. Hat review. Oh, Jesus. I <laughs> uh, played Uncharted 2 and finished it on Saturday, so I, I pretty much just sat down and played the marathon Friday night and Saturday. Uh, and then the Mag Beta with uh, Two Hands Revy. Played it last night after the interview. Hopefully we'll uh, have some time after recording tonight to play some more. Played some Digger HD. God damn, that game's tough. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, Pretty much like Mr. Do, except your shot doesn't bounce all over the place like a Mr. Do. Uh, but pretty much the same thing where you have to do these little patterns and, you know, take the guys out and that stuff. Cool little game, though. Nobody uh, knows what the... Mr. Do is. <laughs> I love Mr. Do. Uh, played the PSN version of Uno a little bit. It's good. It's got a lot more rule sets and different variations than the PS- uh, than the 360 version. I kind of mm-hmm. like the interface a little bit better on the... 360 version though but it's it's definitely a good game uh, i haven't played it online yet i just played the computer uh played some shatter sucked at it again played the need for speed shift demo yeah i'm kind of glad i didn't buy that game they do a lot of things right but i i think uh i i think i like what other people have been saying about this and just wait for the next one when they finally iron things out a couple things just really bother me about it too uh played some socom confrontation for socom saturdays which was awesome as usual we all kind of cut it short that night, though. We were all like, all right, we're done. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of Gran Turismo on the PSP. I'm absolutely hooked on the game, uh, which is really odd. So I, I've been playing the hell out of that game. That's pretty much it. It was all Uncharted 2 all weekend, pretty much. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, after the interview last week, I said, oh, shit, I got to go play through Uncharted 1 again so I have a completed save game. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> I played through it on hard, which wasn't that hard, surprisingly. It got tough at the end, and I died a lot. I'm not going to lie about that. But it it wasn't nearly as hard as I thought. I did play some Uncharted 2 last night. It arrived in the mail. Thank you. I got through Chapter 4, I think, where you arrive in Nepal. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not really going to say much about it. Um, I will say that the opening scene is Uh incredibly intense. Very well done. Um, I also picked up Demon's Souls yesterday, the retail version, and I played that last night too. I was up till like one o'clock in the morning last night playing video games, uh, cause <laughs> that's <laughs> like, impossible. I mean, yeah, like here I am, like the two games I'm considering for game of the year and I want to play them equally bad. It, it sucks. Like when we're done tonight, I don't know which one I'm actually going to play. So I want to get back to Demon's Souls, but I also want to keep playing Uncharted too. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Let's see now. Oh, I haven't tried the online yet in Demon's Souls. I just beat the first boss again last night, so I finally got the, the things you need to get online, so I'll try that soon. We got Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 from Activision. I played through the first level of that, and that was about it. I'll be honest, it, it looks a lot better than the first one, but I found the first level. I played it solo. I thought I found it incredibly boring. And I really, I was a big fan of the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but I don't know what it is about this. The fusion attack seemed kind of lame. Like, I played around with a couple different heroes, and I understand, like, they share similar attacks. Because, you know, how are you going to make, like, 800 different combinations? Right. But uh, I am not that impressed. I hope it's a lot more fun in co-op, or it gets better. Um, I played a bunch of Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2. I played almost through the second chapter, and then I did a bunch of online co-op with Scott from Welcome to the Goo. And goddamn, I am very impressed. I wasn't really 
that hyped for this game, but holy shit, the graphics are great, the action is great, like, the online co-op is fun as hell, it's basically just you and a friend fighting arenas full of guys, and they get progressively harder as you go, as Scott was saying, he and I think Mr. Nep were trying, like, the master level challenges and just getting their shit kicked in, because it was so hard. Uh, <laughs> Good save. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um... So, yeah, I want to play more of that. I'll have a review of that. Probably not next week, because I want to blow through Uncharted 2 this weekend, so I can review that next week. But I also play Digger HD, which I really like. I have no experience with the original Digger or Mr. Do, um, but I think it's actually pretty cool. Uh, it's a very retro game. I kind of think of it as like a cross between Dig Dug and Boulder Dash a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the The graphics are cool. You can actually turn on the old PC version, which... Doesn't look so good, but it's fun. When we were at Terry's this weekend, he and Ken were doing the co-op, which looked tough, but fun. I dabbled with Uno a little bit, didn't try the online, just did the offline, and I liked what I saw. The little avatar guys you can make are pretty ugly, though. Um, I don't remember enough of the the 360 one to compare. Yeah, I don't really remember enough of the 360 version, because it's been so long since I played it. So I can't really compare, but I figure we'll review that next week or something, as my uh, voice actually, just keeps the, getting worse and worse. <clears throat> the 360 version of Uno is probably my most played on on uh, three, Xbox Live Gold. <laughs> I believe it. I really do. I used to play the hell out of that game. Yeah. But then uh, we went a little nuts with all the PSP games added to the store last week, yeah. and I picked up Thexter, which is really awesome, but very fucking hard. <laughs> Did you play it at all or not? No, not yet. Okay. Like from what I the gist of it is like you're like the a robot that can also transform into a jet and you're basically just yeah. trying to get through like a maze kind of side scrolling. Well, but it's all see, in, I had like, the 3D original visuals. game. I had the original game on the Apple II GS and it was actually one okay. of my all-time favorite games on the GS. Um back then you were really bound by how much fuel you had and it was it was a real bitch to get to the end of the level before your fuel ran out. Because either that or shield, yeah. one of the two. Um, but you can think just like at will change from a jet into a, a, a robot, and yeah, uh, your gun is actually auto aiming, or you know it auto homes into things, and it's a really yeah. kick ass game though. And you still, I think the little life bar thing still ticks down. I don't remember if it was fuel or a shield or whatever, but it's cool. I think we'll review that soon. But we also oh. picked up Prinny for ten dollars. <clears throat> Man, I cannot talk anymore. What the hell? I was feeling better. I really was. <coughs> my my evil <clears throat> plan has finally come to fruition. No kidding. <coughs> All right. That's better. Uh, we picked up Prinny. Wow, I'm like totally better now. <laughs> you did it, Torgo. I'm healed. <laughs> See, I, I threatened an evil plan and look what happens. Yeah. Uh, we picked up Prinny as well as some of the DLC for it. I didn't really play it a whole lot yet. Just dabbled in it a bit. But I had mm. game flight it before and hadn't picked it up. So ten dollars. Well, I don't know if it's going to be on sale anymore by the time you hear this. But if it is, you should buy it. If it's not, you missed out. I also picked up Jumping Flash Two, which is one of my favorite PS One games, and I think it actually still holds up kind of good. It was an early three D platformer. You're like first person perspective in a robotic rabbit. Yeah. Like the the three D stuff is very simple looking, like real simple polygons. But it works, and what always what I, what I always liked about it is the sense of height in that when you jump was always really well done, and it still is. 
So I really like it. I'm glad I bought it. Yeah, it was always a cool game. We played uh, the uh, the first one. Uh, the first Jumping Flash, a demo, came with uh, the original PS1. And we used mm-hmm. to play that demo a lot. It had this big roller coaster like yeah. track on it, and yeah. So I haven't played, I haven't played Jumping Flash two in a long time. I think I still own it somewhere, but um, yeah, it's worth it playing. It's still got some personality, like goofy little story. Yeah. Uh, when we were at Terry's, we busted out Street Fighter four, of course, and played a bunch of that. Shot. You yeah. don't say. And uh, played various arcade games while we were at his house, since he has a whole bunch of them. Including a kick-ass Arkanoid 2 cocktail table. Nice. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. I'll bet. Mm-hmm. But I think that is that. Oh, there's also Dissidia, but I'll be reviewing that. Well, why don't you just do that now? Well, maybe I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Review time. Uh, this one I've been playing for a few weeks now. Final Fantasy Dissidia. Actually, I think it's Dissidia Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's yeah, interchangeable. Who it cares? Whatever. Yeah. Um, I started out being mildly interested in it. Like, I played it at E3, played the demo on PSN, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll just give it a rent. And I ended up pretty much falling in love with this game. Hmm. No joke. I think this is probably going to end up being my PSP game of the year. Wow. Yeah. And that's including Fantasy Star Portable, which came out earlier this year. Wow. Um. Yeah, there's just something about it that is so well done and so addicting and just so much fun that I don't think this game actually has the right to be as good as it turned out. I mean, Square doesn't exactly have a great track record for like offshoots and like mashing together of genres. I mean, remember Urgeis or whatever that fighting game was? I had Cloud and oh, Sephiroth geez, in it. Yeah. <laughs> and like Dirge of Cerberus, the FF7 action game. You know, I mean, they've done good stuff, too, obviously, but I don't know if anybody had really high hopes for this. But it's... Well, I'll, I'll try to give the gist of it. It's essentially... Like, they build it as kind of a fighting game, but that's not really true. It's more of, like, an arena battle where you're one-on-one, and it, I don't know, it really isn't like any fighting game before. It's more like a fighting game crossed with an RPG, I guess, because there's so many different RPG trappings and it's like leveling up and equipping your characters that it makes it so much more than any fighting game. Even like fighting games where you get to customize your character a little bit, this goes way above and beyond that. But you, the breakdown of the modes is you've got like story, arcade, quick play, and versus mode. It's got 22 characters in it total. Two of them are hidden. There's 10 characters... 10 characters, like the main hero and villain from Final Fantasies 1 through 10. And then the two hidden characters are uh, one of the characters, uh, a hero from Final Fantasy 11, and then one of the bad guys from Final Fantasy 12. Right. Uh, th- these are just the main characters. So you've got like Cloud and Squall and Cecil. Um, who else you got? Like Tidus, the Warrior of Light from Final Fantasy 1. Yeah, Sephiroth, Garland, uh, Kefka. Ultimisha. I mean, you know, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan. I kind of consider myself a fair weather Final Fantasy fan. I've played, mm. you know, maybe like a, a quarter of the games in the series, but I'm familiar enough with the others and the characters I didn't know. I just like looked up on Wikipedia to get some of their backstory. So right. you know, it was it was fine. The like the way it works, you've got a one on one battle. Every character can basically jump. You can dash like if there's stuff in the arena like walls and rails you can press triangle and you'll like kind of dash on them 
Mm-hmm. Um, you have two types of attacks. There's brave attacks and, and HP attacks. Brave attacks don't actually do damage, but your character has a brave rating in addition to hit points, so it'll take away from the brave their brave and add to yours. If they get to zero brave, it's like a brave break where it'll take more damage, and if they try to do an HP attack, which actually does damage, they won't do any because the HP attacks, like the damage they do is actually equal to your brave. So it's kind of like a tug of war constantly where you're trying to you know, get the higher number and then try to pull off an HP attack so you can actually damage them because you've got like a hit point bar too. Hmm. Now, you get three different types. There's like uh, HP attacks are on square and brave attacks are on circle. And you get one for just like not hitting anything on the D-pad or analog stick and just hitting the button. There's one for hitting forward and the button and one for hitting back and the button. And then you also have air versions of all those. So essentially you get like six attacks of each. Um, the nice thing is, as you keep leveling your characters up, you can actually unlock more attacks. And you basically can equip and unequip them. You can do the same thing with some basic abilities like double jumping or like dashing, like homing in on the opponent and that kind of stuff. Because so you have right. like a rating that goes up as you level up of how many things you can have equipped at once. So it works really good. And even though, you know, I don't want to say there's only like 22 characters because it's actually a good number. But it's great that you can take a character you like and customize it to however you want, and it'll still be different than somebody else's that's the same character. Hmm. Now, uh, you also can like block and dodge, and if you do certain brave attacks, it'll send the opponent flying, and you can hit X to like chase them into the air. And when you get to them, you can either do like another brave or an HP attack, but they also have a chance to dodge that. If they dodge it, then they get to counterattack, and then you have a t- chance to dodge it. So it keeps going back and forth for like about three cycles, or until they hit a wall or a floor or something. And finally, there's an object in the arenas that you can collect, and it'll beef up your EX meter. And when it's full, you can go into EX mode, which is like a super powered up mode where all your stats are raised, and your character actually changes form a little bit, usually to match something in um, the games, like, Sephiroth becomes, like, the one-winged angel. Terra from Final Fantasy VI goes under Esper, whatever form thing. So uh, it's pretty cool. And then uh, if you hit <laughs> if you hit him with an HP attack, then you get to do, like, an unblockable, basically, like, finishing attack that would be, like, Cloud's, like, limit break from Final Fantasy VII, usually, like, a signature move that they use in the games. Uh, and hmm. finally, you can gain summons during the, the game by fighting the summoning stones. And uh, usually these will be activated, I think, when you do a brave break on the opponent. So a lot of them will boost your brave. Like, if you break them, then, like, all of a sudden, like, Ifrit will give you, I think it's like an extra 1,000 brave points or something like that. Or there's cer- certain ones that can be activated on their own while you play, too. But most of them are activated automatically like that. And they they have like a cooldown period, and they charge like recharge again as you're playing different fights. Um, let's see now. The story mode kind of takes place on like a board game board, where you have a certain number of points called DP to move around the board. So every action you do, like opening a treasure chest on the map or fighting a guy, will take one DP. If you have DP left over by the time you get to the boss on the board, then it adds to your point total for the board, and every board has like a bonus item that you can get. So now. Basically, while you're going through, you're fighting, like, phantoms of the different characters, so they'll just be, like, glowing, you know, blue or pink, like, copies of these characters, and their voices are all modulated to sound weird. And then usually, like, each character has their own specific boss from their games, and there's little story cutscenes. And the story itself is pretty basic. It's like, 
Cosmos, the goddess of good, summoned all these heroes from Final Fantasy to fight Chaos, the god of evil, who summoned all the villains. And now, like, it's the final battle. Cosmos is almost defeated, so the heroes have to find the crystals. And each Mm. story, they get disenchanted, but then learn that by working together, they can come out on top. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty typical stuff, and it's a little boring. But it's not bad either. It's, You're boring. If, I mean, it, it's essentially like a Final Fantasy story. You know, not right. to say it's good or bad. It is what it is. Um, but finally, like like I said, you can level up your characters. You gain new abilities. You get equipment where you can buy new equipment in a shop, or you get it while you're fighting, or get it from bonus like bonus battle stuff. And you don't actually see the stuff on your character, but it will increase their stats and whatever. But there's also a thing called Battle Gen where you get a chance to create items during a battle. Every, I think, battle or level, depending on the characters, has a different percentage chance. And if you do certain things like do a certain attack or knock them into a wall, there's a chance that this item will be created. And then you get it. And a lot of times, there's special items that you actually trade plus gold to get other like really good magical items in the shop. So it's pretty cool. Finally, you also get PP points, which I or something points. I forget what they actually are... <laughs> called and there's a pp catalog at the title screen where you can buy more stuff that's where you unlock all the villains because you actually only start with the original 10 heroes unlocked so you can buy the villains to use in other modes you can buy alternate costumes and voices and extra stuff for the game like a harder version of arcade mode and i mean the Mm. the the amount of content in this game is almost mind-boggling and that's why, like, somebody on our site was kind of complaining that there's only a certain number of characters. And I'm like, you don't understand, like, how much there actually is to do in this game. If you want to level right. up all these characters, it is going to take you hundreds of hours. And so far, it hasn't gotten old for me. The battles are so fast and so much fun. It essentially is playing out, like, the, you know, these midair fight scenes from Final Fantasy Advent Children. When the game works and you're flying around pulling off all these attacks... It is fantastic. I can't even tell you how much fun it is. And battles can range from like 10 seconds to a couple minutes if you're like doing like a total tug of war against a tough opponent and going back and forth. Right. Um, I, I'm just so impressed. It's a great portable game because you can just play a couple battles and then put it down. And if you don't want to do the story mode, go to quick player arcade and set it however you want. And like arcade will actually let you play the villain characters before you unlock them because they're all set to a certain level. And you can't use like all your equipment or quick play. You can use your stuff and then pick whoever you want and set it like different levels. Scott and I actually tried out the multiplayer this weekend because he's just as addicted to it. And it works really well. I think the only thing, this is actually the first time I noticed this. The camera became a problem when we were doing multiplayer because I was getting like, you know, we get hit into a wall and get kind of stuck. And then the character is kind of translucent in front of you. So you can see through them, but you're still kind of trying to tell what's going on. And that hasn't really bothered me much in the the single player versus the computer, but for some reason it became an issue when we were doing multiplayer. But it, it was only a couple times, and that's you know one of the few gripes I really have. Um, but it, it worked really well. The, it's only ad hoc. There's no online, and I'm actually going to knock it for that. Scott and I actually had a nice long chat about the game because I was like so enamored with it. I'm like, this game is so good. Like, what's wrong with it? And he's like there really should be an online mode because it's built so well for multiplayer and they want you to play right. multiplayer, but not everybody here is going to have it. I can understand in Japan where everybody's got a PSP 
and it's probably no problem to find somebody. There's actually, well, actually, when you do multiplayer, you exchange friend cards. And I can actually, I've got Scott's friend card now, and I can fight a ghost of his character that's CPU controlled. Just has all the same stats and, like, loadout and everything that he put on it, which is awesome. But it's not really a, you know... Yeah, but it's not a good replacement for online. But there's a mode you can put it in where it puts the PSP to sleep, but it will search. And if anybody else did the same thing with theirs with Dissidia, it will exchange friend cards with them automatically. Oh, wow. But that's only, it's still only ad hoc. So you got to have somebody nearby. But that's another thing that's obviously uh, designed for more of a Japanese user than anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. Heavily populated area, you know, the United States is just so spread out. That even in Milwaukee, yeah. I think that'd be a very, you know, beneficial thing. No. It'd be more about if you're riding on the the metro down to Chicago or on the L or whatever else. Yeah, because I'm not going to like leave my PSP on and drive around in the hopes that I pass somebody at 60 <laughs> miles an hour who might be doing the same thing. But uh, like, finally, there's a couple other extra things. Well, like this game should be called like Final Fantasy Fan Service because there's so many nods, like the equipment, the characters, the tutorial pages are all like like they're not spoken; it's all text. But one a character from a previous Final Fantasy is like telling it to you, so you actually see their their old portrait from the game, like in like either sprite work or illustration, telling you stuff. There's a chocobo play plan where as you keep fighting, you have a little chocobo that'll like go on this. You see him on this little tiny map. He'll find stuff sometimes and then you'll get like a bonus for your next battle. And you can set your play plan to like casual, average or hardcore, depending on how much you play. And you get different rewards as you play. Like if you beat a story mode, Scott actually told me this. If you beat it with it on casual, beat for your first story mode, you get a ring that beefs up your experience gain if you're level, between levels like 10 and 20. Huh. And then you can get another one for beating it if you're on average. It's actually really cool. Um, and finally, like the Moogles are in it, of course. They, they email you and ask you like trivia questions for Final Fantasy and will give you items if you get them right. And then Jeez. when you start the game, you actually pick a bonus day of the week. So, like, I pick Thursday, so then I get all sorts of bonuses if I play the game on Thursday. And with the PP catalog, you can buy more things that increase bonus chances of other things on other days. Like, I look today, and I get plus 10 PP for every battle I fight today for, like, no reason. Just because it randomly chose it. But, yeah, like, I hope I spoke enough about the fighting, because that's what the game's really all about. And it's just, it's so well done. I mean, sometimes it can feel like you're just going back and forth and back and forth, but... There is a lot of strategy involved, especially as you get higher level and start getting attacks that you can chain together. And it, it actually took me a little bit to get the game because I was just kind of button mashing and not really understanding what was going on. But then once I started right. hitting harder level opponents, I was getting my ass kicked. And then I realized I got to start dodging and blocking and counterattacking at the right moments and really got a feel for how the system worked. But it's so deep and so well done. And, you know, Scott. Scott and I were talking, and he even said he thinks it would work if it wasn't Final Fantasy, and I agree with him. Uh, The Final Fantasy stuff adds a lot, just because it's got name recognition then. But if this was like some generic, you know, fighting game with just characters they created for it, I think it still would be just as fun. Maybe not quite as appealing, but if it had that amount of content in it, I think it would have worked just as well. Like, I could see them putting other characters in this. It may not fit as well if they like stuck Dragon Quest characters in or like Chrono Trigger. But Kingdom Hearts. I you know <laughs> Yeah, even that. 
Well, that's already a crossover, so I don't know if they need to. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to blow your but, mind, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're going to get quite as much out of this game if you're not a Final Fantasy fan. I think you can still be a casual fan, even if you only know, like, Cloud and Squall from Final Fantasy 7 and 8 or Tidus. Well, nobody likes Tidus. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it it's... It's fun and it like makes you learn about characters more. And like, I actually want to go play Final Fantasy four at some point because I realized I never played that one. And for the record, Final Fantasy six is actually my favorite. And I always wanted to play four because a lot of a lot of people said it's neck and neck with six, and a lot of people liked it better. So I've just I actually tweeted earlier this week, and I was like, so which is the best version? Because I wanted I'm not going to play it anytime soon. I got way too many games right now. But if I ever saw yeah. like the GBA or DS version really cheap. I'd probably pick it up. Right. Uh, but yeah, this this is really good. And, uh, you know, it sucks there's no online. The story could be better. And actually, the villains don't have their own story mode. You can only use them in, like, the arcade and all that. So that'd be something cool to expand on in a sequel. And, of course, I'd like to see some of the, the non-main characters from Final Fantasy, because some of the side characters were my favorites. And... You know, yeah. of course, they're not going to be able to put every character in and balance it well. But I think what they've got here is is pretty damn good. I think they've done an yeah. excellent job. You know, there is I a little room demo. for improvement. Yeah, and I I've put more time into this than any other PSP game this year, except maybe Disgaea wow. Two. Yeah. Wow. So I I love it. I recommend everybody play it. I finally picked it up last week when Amazon had it as the gold box deal. Because I'd right. just been game flying it, and I didn't realize it, but it actually came with like a little sampler CD with a ten tracks from the, the double disc soundtrack on it. Oh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I honestly think everybody should check it out, even if you're just kind of a casual Final Fantasy fan. It's something new and different, and I think that's actually part of the reason I like it so much because it's so unlike anything else, and it's unlike any other fighting game. Cool. So overall, I'd probably give it an A minus. You know, on not. Not having online sucks. I hear it does work with ad hoc party. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to try it yet, though. But, you know, having to add a $300 game system just to play on the internet, yeah, it's a little <laughs> prohibitive. Plus the fact that Sony hasn't got off their lazy ass and localized that for the U.S. yet. Yeah, I'm sure it's so difficult to do so, too, Sony. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, you know, I was thinking, if I ever did get a PSP Go... And they put this isn't on the store yet. Actually, not a lot of Square stuff except Thexter is. But I would probably double dip on this. Maybe not if it was forty, but if it was like, you know, they got it to thirty or even on sale less than that, I would double dip just to have it on my go so I could play it whenever I wanted to. Wow! All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was well, actually a really uh, long review. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. So now you get <laughs> a. I, I tried to keep my Uncharted Two review short. I think I went about 11 minutes, which isn't too bad for how much I talk, but uh, I guarantee you it's completely spoiler-free. Listen with confidence, but I try to keep it short just because there's tons of reviews out there, and also I kind of wanted to wait to get into some other stuff until Mark plays it, but uh, give it a listen, and hopefully I don't bore the hell out of you. So Mark, being the big pussy that he is, decided that uh, since he hasn't finished the game yet, he wanted me to review Uncharted 2 on my own uh, so that he didn't hear anything that I said. So I'm going to try to do this without having somebody to talk to, uh, but I'll I'll just go through our regular criteria and uh, just say that 
first off, this is going to be a really short review because I think everybody's read probably about 20 by now. And a lot of what I have to say has probably been said in the past. I've only really read one review so far all the way through uh, as I was trying to kind of keep the palette clean as well. So that's kind of where Mark was coming from. So right off the bat, Uncharted was probably one of the, and still is probably one of the best next-gen games out there in terms of uh, not just story, but, you know, technically as well. Uh, but, you know, some people complain because it didn't have online and everything else. And, and, you know, now we finally have it in Uncharted too. So the visuals, literally everything about this game looks better. Uh, is it a huge leap? In some instances, yes. But they're not as apparent as you would think. Uh, mainly it's about the set pieces and about just the the scale of the different environments that you're in. It doesn't feel as kind of closed in and claustrophobic as some of the levels did in the first Uncharted. So you'll, you'll have a really long distance to see a lot of times. Um, and, oh, by the way, I'm going to be completely spoiler-free here. So I might say a couple things, but they're going to be very vague, and I know that people know about a few things, so I'm going to reference those as well. Uh, so for the visuals, like the first thing is th- this much-seen train level. This level alone is so epic that it, just worth the price of admission in my in my opinion um but the visuals i mean are are just stunning all the way through uh the lighting is just amazing all the real-time shadowing this is the benchmark in terms of visuals in my mind uh, i've never seen a game on any system that looks this good honestly and and one thing that i had mentioned to richard when we interviewed him was that the line was so blurry between what was in-game visuals in terms of when you're actually playing the game and the different cutscenes for the story. Honestly, you can't tell the difference in the, in this case. You don't know what's video, what's being rendered on the fly. I just, you don't know. Uh, I don't even know what else to say. Visually, this game is just stunning, and it there's nothing that will disappoint you. Uh, nothing. Uh, the audio is absolutely awesome. If you have surround sound, you're in for a treat. Uh, be it a level with rain in the background where I honestly looked out the window one time because I just wasn't thinking about it and I thought it was raining outside. It gives you different choices between just regular stereo, uh, like a Dolby Pro Logic surround, Dolby Digital, uh, DTS, uncompressed 5.1 and uncompressed 7.1 are all manually selectable, which is a very rare thing that you see in games nowadays. It's, you know, I ran it in the uncompressed 7.1 and it was just awesome. It was breathtaking how great the sound is in this game. Everything has its own audio, you know, little clip assigned to it. Every little thing you hear, the surround is just, it, it, it moves around constantly. The sound feel that you get from this game is like you're watching a really, really high-budget Blu-ray movie at full blast. And this is a game that you definitely want to blast like crazy. If you don't have a surround sound system, it's going to be worth going out and getting some good gaming head headphones for this game. There's some other games that it's worth it, too. Um, and actually, as a side note, Mark and I are going to be doing kind of a long-term test on some different headsets, gaming headsets in November while we do the Extra Life Marathon. So we have 24 hours of gaming and we now have two different headsets. We're trying to get a third one from a company called Astro Gaming and uh, we're going to try to kind of do a little comparison 
uh, while we're playing games so long. But, uh, you know, the Turtle Beach P21 headset isn't surround sound, but it's stereo. It sounds great. It, it gives you a really good full sound field in this game. And uh, I think you'll be all right with gaming headset as well. But, I mean, surround sound on this, they, they've taken care of you if you have that system that you want to show off to your friends. Um, also part of the audio, and we'll get into the presentation story, is the voice acting is superb. There is not a bad voice actor in this game. It is top-notch through and through. Uh, just really just great. And apart from that, <clears throat> the story this time, I was a lot more interested in the story this time. It it didn't have a twist to have a twist kind of thing like the M. Night Shyamalan. What the twist? It just it felt really like you were watching this cool Indiana Jones-ish big budget epic movie and the story was compelling through and through. There was nothing that fell apart in this one. It was very believable from start to finish. It was very emotional from time to time. I mean, I had a couple of moments where I was getting really emotionally invested in this story and and I, I got to tell you, it, it's kudos to, to the, the team at Naughty Dog for finding the people that wrote this story because they did a phenomenal job. Uh, the presentation as a whole, you know, it, everything seems to just really meld really well. You get a lot of extras. Uh, you can turn, you can actually, you get the in-game money that we talked about when we talked to Richard and you can buy different visual filters to use in the game. Now, I didn't do that. I, uh, and I'll tell you right now, when we got the game, I got the game Friday and I wanted to just get through it so I could get through it to get the story and get the general gist of the game and so I could get it off to Mark so he could try it. So I didn't spend a lot of time on it. And as you'll see when you see the trophies, I really only got 15 out of the 100 treasures. So and and again, I'm not giving anything away. You can find that out if you look at the, tra- at the trophy list. And I think it's the same as last time. <clears throat> but I didn't do a lot of searching around. Um, but you don't need to to enjoy this game. Every th- the different visual filters, there's one that's like um, black and white. There's one that they call the next-gen filter, which I have no idea what that does. So there's different filters that you can actually, actually purchase with the, um, with the money. And the cool thing is uh, when this, this pool of money is actually shared between the online and the single-player experience. So any money you make in the online, you don't have to use it in that or the co-op. You can actually use it to purchase uh, like behind-the-scenes videos. Um, the visual filters and there's art galleries, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, and like Richard said, you know, if you finish the last game, you'll get eighty thousand uh, in-game dollars. And I think if you just have a saved game, he said you get twenty thousand. So right off the bat, I start up with a hundred. You earn money within the single-player game as well. So it, it's pretty easy if you get through this game that you're going to have some bucks to spend on some different stuff. Now you still have to wait for things to be unlocked, but you will have the cash to open those things up. Uh. Man, it's it's so tough to talk about this. Uh, the gameplay. Every single little, not problem, but little thing that I would have liked to see improved from Drake's Fortune, in my mind, and just playing the game, has been fixed in this game. Uh, the melee combat is awesome. So awesome that I ended up using it a lot. Uh, the different sneak-up moves where you can sneak up behind guys, you can pull them over ledges, all kinds of things. Incredibly smooth, incredibly easy to pull off. You still have to time things, but it's not as it's not a splinter sellish where you just have to be on. Um, running feels better, jumping feels better, 
shooting, and, and let's get into that, shooting, uh, the, the gunplay in this game is much better. Every guy is not a bullet sponge anymore. There are certain enemies that you're going to have to plug more bullets into them, but you know exactly what guys those are. Be it that they're wearing Kevlar or they're wearing different armor, you're going to know which guys you have to go for. Uh, and also, the pacing in this game, this is probably the most perfect pacing I've ever had in a single-player game. Ever. Ever. Uh, the pacing is perfect. It's got the highs, it's got the lows. It just and and they do a great job with the cutscenes and the story, where it's never too long. You're never waiting for it to get onto the gameplay again. And seriously, the pacing is one of the best things about this game, and that's high praise for such a great game. Um, online, unfortunately, I didn't get to play the full online. The servers came online the day that I was sending it off to Mark, so I didn't get a chance to play that. You know, everybody's been playing the beta, and basically, you take that beta and you pretty much double it in terms of maps and everything else, and that's what you got. And, and I think it speaks for itself. Although, I did have a chance to get into the online before I sent it off, and it looks like, and I'm not sure because the game's not out yet, but it looks like the videos that you protected or uploaded in the beta do not carry over to the full game, unfortunately. So get your screenshots out of the beta while you can, and, uh, you know, it sucks, but oh well. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more matches where I'll want to take some videos. Um, I don't know what else to say. You know, like I said, I want to try to be very spoiler free here. Uh, they just did a great freaking job on this game. Uh, also, you know, one last thing before I get to my conclusion, it minecart confirmed guys, it's no BS. There is a minecart in this game. You interact with the minecart and he even talks about the minecart. So I'm saying game of the year, game of the century right away, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's awesome. So I, I was just giddy with excitement when I saw it. I have no idea if it was because of us. I doubt it. I think it's a coincidence, but still, you got to be happy about that. So my conclusion is this. Uh, you know, I, I've I've always, and I talked about it a little bit with the uh, with the interview with Richard, but I personally, you know, we're on a grading system now, and I think it's working pretty well. I don't believe any game should ever get an A+. I don't believe any game should ever be perfect. But after talking about it to some people, I've been waffling back and forth for a week about is this an A, is it an A+. And some people have told me one way, and some people have said the other way, you know, an A+, doesn't mean it's perfect, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm actually still waffling on it right now as I'm talking. That's why I'm kind of, uh, let, you know, stringing things along. Uh, I'm going to have to give this game an A+. And, uh the reason being, I was one of those people that even said, I never knocked the first Drake's Fortune, or Uncharted Drake's Fortune. I never knocked it for not having multiplayer because the single player was that good. But this game is better in every way than Drake's Fortune, and it has multiplayer that's not just tacked on. It's a beefy, really fun-to-play multiplayer, and also a very cool co-op system built in. Um, <clears throat> this is the entire package, guys. It's the real deal. The reviews are not BS. It, this game is that freaking good. And um, our thanks once again to Sony for getting us an advanced copy. Uh, we'll hear from from a listener tonight that actually went to one of the, the uh, theater uh, showings of the game. And all of those people at all four sites were given the game to play as well. So we've got people out there playing the game now. Um, but I'm telling you, th this game is so damn good. 
And it was so refreshing because I had a couple fears about, are these guys still going to be bullet sponges again? And I'm not, am I not going to be able to time the melee, that kind of thing? And I'm telling you, they just, they tweaked so much in this game. It's not even funny. Um, hats off to Naughty Dog. You guys have done something with a next gen game system that I didn't think I was ever going to see. And, and it, I said this on Twitter, I think, but basically the bar has now been set for any game on any system. The, the bar has definitely been set. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see the game that that gets above this bar because it's going to be a really good game. Uh, so we'll get back to the show. And uh, thanks for listening. All right, so there you go. I uh, gave the game a great. That was that some I money hat no bullshit. Deserves. Uh, I honestly was sitting <laughs> there back and forth in my head while I was talking. I'm like, what am I going to give it? What am I give it? Because I had my mind made up this morning, and then I kept changing it over. Uh, long story. Anyway. So, uh, bottom line, Uncharted 2 is that good. Go buy the damn game. It is outstanding. So, uh, there's not much more I can say about it. I'm giving it a C. (laughs) Uh, There's so many things I can say right now, but I won't. All right. Let's get on to the emails. I will review it next week. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the emails, voicemails. Uh, let's just do the emails next to each other, and we'll do all the voicemails because actually two of the voicemails go with each other. Cool. So, all right, hey, I'll read the start first with the emails. Ones. You probably don't have it open, huh? Oh, I do have it open, actually. Oh well, dun, then dun, you dun. read it. All right. Hey guys, quick question. Now that the DLC is getting a name for itself, do you think Sony will fix the PSP firmware so it stores DLC in a nice folder called Game Data, like the PS3 does? It's really obnoxious to have to scroll down my list of Rock Band add-on tracks all mixed in my PS1 and PSP games. I want to fold for PS1 game, PSP, and all DLC move to the game data folder like the PS3 does. What do you think the chances of this happening are since the Go will be holding long lists of games now? Thanks, Anthony. Uh, chances are slim. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I... I I want to see it because I like how the PS3 can put everything in folders, but I don't think they ever were that forward thinking with how the PSP can do files because otherwise we would have some way to do that by now. The the file structuring on the PSP has always been kind of wonky. You know, just having to name videos a certain name and that kind of crap. So it's possible. I mean, they haven't even given us a way to reorder stuff in the list. Yeah. So I wouldn't hold my breath. How about that? That's yeah, I'm bad. hoping they build something into Media Go eventually to let you change the order of your list instead of like when you put stuff on it. Uh, and speaking of Media Go, uh, we had gotten a couple emails from people saying that there's a pod. I haven't, I have it on this PC. I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, there's apparently a podcast section in there, and our show wasn't in it. <laughs> like Sarkis yeah. Gamer was. And da, da, da. So, of course, I sent an email off to uh, Professor PlayStation forthwith, and apparently we are going to be on there very soon, if not already. So, uh, for anybody looking for it on there, uh, you should be able to pop us onto your PSP directly via the media software uh, and listen to your heart's desire. <laughs> listen I actually kind of like MediaGo. What's that? Yeah. I kind of like MediaGo. The new version's pretty nice. Bad. It works a lot better now. Uh, and actually, that... Um, Oh, that sense me is really yeah. good. Like it actually grabbed my music and played put it with in the that right at categories. All. Huh. I don't yeah. have any music on my PSP at all or anything, so I 
didn't bother with that. Um, I have some on there. I figured when I get a go, I'll probably load it up because that's the same size as my uh, iPhone. And yeah. if I put another 16 in there, I'll have a lot of room. So I do want to try to, if I ever get the go, I, I, damn it, so, uh, money. Um, I, I do want to try <laughs> it as kind of like the the all-in-one device. I, I, I want to go through the paces and see if I can use it as well as like my iPhone that I use for MP3 playback, that kind of thing. So unfortunately, I would I like to do that too. Soon. Yeah, like I don't, I won't use my current PSP as like a music player or anything like that. One, because I only have like eight gigs in it, which I'd rather devote to games and right. like the occasional video. But the Go, right. you know, 16 gigs built in. And then what I'm actually thinking of doing is getting a larger memory card for the, the my current PSP because they sell, M, it's M2 memory cards, right? That the Go uses. Yep. Yeah. Because they make M2 to uh, memory stick adapters. Right. So I could get like a 16 gig one and then use it on this. And if I do buy a Go, I can just use it in that. Mm, I don't know if that'll work though. Isn't it encrypted? Mm, well, I'll I didn't wipe it. Out. I don't care if I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Well, I mean, point. okay. Yeah, just to have it. So. Yeah. No, it's I'm, not I'm like I can't download all my stuff from I know the a lot PSN of are store. Complaining about the Go and stuff, but I'm looking forward to grabbing one and trying it out. And I have a very yeah, specific. Well, I have, a, I have a picture in my head of what I want to do with the Go, so I'm not using it. Yeah. I'm fortunate enough to already have a couple of PSPs. So oh, yeah. I, Once I, it I've tanks very, and I can pick one up cheap, I'll get one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I... But th- there are certain things I, I want to be able to use the Go for and, and that kind of thing, so I'll, I'll get one eventually. You know, Be it high-priced, be it uh, you know we're going to get raped on some game prices, although some of them were cheaper, too, so it's all over the board. Um, yeah, well, that yeah, our next yeah. email deals with that, so get into All it. All right, well, uh, this is from Spencer Owens, and he says, Hello, I just purchased a PSP Go, and upon going on the PlayStation Store to purchase some games for it, I noticed that the PSP games are selling for the same, if not more, than their retail counterparts. When I bought the PSP Go, I assumed the downloads would be cheaper, as everyone else did, uh, since Sony does not have to pay for the UMD case instructions, etc., could anyone tell me why the downloadable games for the PSP are so expensive? This seems very wrong to me. Thank you. Sincerely, Spencer Owens. Blame Walmart. Florida. Into Florida. <laughs> Blame um, Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, no, that's true. It's one they, of my big fears. It is. Well, there's some that are cheaper, uh, but yeah. my, my whole thing was I could get, you know, God of War or Chains of Olympus at Amazon for five bucks a couple weeks ago. Uh, so, right. like I said before, the, the the whole digital download thing on Amazon now, I, this is why I think it's a very, very good thing that it's going to be on Amazon because we might be able to see some better pricing. But Amazon is kind of the exception to the rule, too, because they sell stuff cheaper than you can at like a, a retail store. If you compare the prices to retail, they actually are very similar. In some cases, cheaper, some cases a little more. Um, if you compare it to used UMD prices, of course they're more expensive. Uh, and obviously like Amazon and places like buy.com can discount things more so you can get them cheaper there too. But I'm serious when I say blame Walmart because they have a stranglehold on retail and they said that if downloadable content, not just PSP, like all downloadable stuff, movies, other games, whatever, that if companies undercut them on it, then they will stop stocking these things, and nobody is going to piss off Walmart. Exactly. The juggernaut so that is Walmart. That's, and 
honestly, who did expect it to be cheaper because it didn't have a case and instructions? There's been no precedent for that. The, the PSP True. games that have been available on PSN already, they were always like a little bit more. We've complained about it in the past, too. And I agree. I think it sucks. I think they should be cheaper. But I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, unfortunately, until like, you know, retailers say, well, screw this. We're not stocking PSP games at all. Then actually, you know what? They probably wouldn't dip then because companies are still going to want to make money. So they're just going to charge what they can for them. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's what can you do? Like you'll get sales eventually, like the stuff NIS had on sale, great prices on some of those games or a couple others from other companies on sale. So I think as, I mean, they're filling the store with hundreds of PSP titles. I think they're probably going to get in a cycle where they have hopefully like weekly sales on stuff. You know, it's not going to be hugely cheaper in all cases, but I think we will see a more frequent, you know, sale type thing. Well, I mean, we we saw some of that with NIS with the first week of the go, and and NIS dropping some of the prices of their games like Prinny for ten bucks, which is a steal, um, and Badman you know, too. That, yeah, and we and we've seen mm-hmm. you know even Sony do that every now and then when they had the the summer of savings or whatever they were calling it, uh, where they were dropping the prices of some of the PSN games. So, you know, we've seen that in the past. Hopefully, we'll see that in the future. I just hope they don't um, forget about it. You know, and and. I hope that we do still see some stuff. Maybe, you know, Capcom with their... Since Capcom has their own storefront, it'd be nice to see Capcom just run some of their yeah. sales, things like that. They're so, guilty of yeah. that, too, pricing their stuff at, like, 20 bucks oh, yeah. when you can go to Target, and the regular price on some of their games is 15 Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Alpha Max 3, if they bring that, it'll probably be 20 bucks. and I saw the Target on clearance for, like, 11 or I think, or something like that. So, yeah, yeah it's not and just you know, Sony. It's, it's everybody. I mean, it's pouring salt on the wound, too, that the Go is so expensive, and then you are expected to shell out more. I mean, for new stuff, you should be expecting to shell out retail prices. Like, yeah, $40 for, like, MotorStorm seems like a lot, but it's brand new, and just because it's downloadable doesn't mean it's smaller than a full retail game. Right. And I do, and I'm glad you brought all this PSP Go stuff up, too. One one word of advice, because I saw some people complaining about uh, downloading like Gran Turismo directly to the PSP off the store, it's like almost a gig. Um, your PSP, even though it supports wireless G, is not going to run at full wireless G speed because of the internal bus. So my advice, if you're around your PS3, download it to your PS3, connect your PSP up to it, and you know, run it off of there uh, to your PSP, and leave the game on your PS3 because then, and I know everybody can't do this that owns a PSP, but the people that do own a PS3 that can do this, you then have your media hub right there where if you need to make space, you can delete it off your PSP, but you can just go grab it off the PS3 later, and it's a couple of seconds compared to downloading it for like an hour. So mm-hmm. just a little word of advice from your Uncle Torgo. <laughs> so Yeah, you know, that was um, one thing about MediaGo that I didn't like was that you can't download the stuff to the, your hard drive. Near as I can tell, it has to download directly to the PSP, and it can only do one thing at a time. Yeah, that's it's a little clunky still, and it's all it's all about the encryption thing, which is just crap. I mean, I really like having the store on the PSP. I, I still think it's one of the coolest things they've added lately, um, but it's not fast, and, and it's just because of the battery saving bus that they have on there. And and I I would expect that to be honest. So. Like I said, I keep a lot of my PSP downloadable stuff on my PS3, and if I want it and I'm close to my PS3, I'll just plug in and zap it right off of there. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Gran Turismo, I downloaded when I was at your house, though, and, I, and we went to dinner, and I let it download while we were at dinner. So, you know, mm-hmm. you got to do it. Those are the, uh, uh, those are the perils of, of all digital uh, storefronts. So there you go. So in the break, well, actually, no, it was on the show. Terminal uh, had messaged us about, you know, when are you recording? I found out why. Uh, he just sent us an email, and uh, he says, to celebrate the PlayStation Network and Amazon, a lucky listener gets this fat code for Fat Princess. So I'm just going to say the code on the show oh, when nice. Jackson first gets it. Now, don't be a dick. <laughs> if you already have Fat Princess, don't be a dick. Let somebody that doesn't have the game get this, jerk-offs. Uh, and also, I'm sure this is for the North American store, so if you're in Germany, Europe, sorry, not my doing. Um, so here you go. Uh, it's J, B as in boy, 8, T as in Tom, K as in kill zone, E, B as in boy, K as in kill zone, uh, C, L as in Larry, K as in kill zone, 2. So there you go. Type it in, and uh, if you're the lucky winner, congrats. Thanks to Terminal. So, thanks, thanks, Terminal. Buddy. That was awesome. Woohoo! God, I hate these contests like ever. on Twitter where companies like put the code in there and then I scramble like, oh, I gotta log into Xbox.com and try to get the live code and it's already used up. Oh, you mean like the ones that Behemoth's doing right now? They are? For, uh, yeah, for uh, the new DLC for Castle Crashers. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you're never gonna get it. You're just never gonna get no, it. No, I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> Uh, so feel our pain, people, and try to get that princess. Be away, but <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so we have three voicemails this week. Uh, our first one is from our good buddy. Uh, he's been on the show before. Uh, our our buddy Andre Issa from uh, out in California, and uh, pretty cool that he actually picked up the phone here and called us uh, at the at this point. So uh, take a listen. Hey, Glenn and Mark, it's Andre here. Um, so remember, Andre, you said California. I'm here at the Uncharted 2 um, movie theater event here in California, Thousand Oaks. It is awesome. We're having a really good time, online competition, and we're all going to get a pre-release copy of Uncharted 2. It's going to be sick. So we're going to be playing this game a week and a half before everybody else. All right. Greetings to the whole PlayStation Nation. Take care, guys, and we'll let you know how Uncharted 2 turns out. Bye. Aw, he actually picked up the phone at this event and called us. That's just That's awesome. awesome. Thanks, yeah, man. Uh, I wish I'd gone was, to the Chicago event now. <laughs> I wish I could have. It was way too far for me to go. But yeah, apparently yeah. at all four of those events that they did, uh, every single person that went to that event got a copy of Uncharted 2 that night and uh, got to take it home and start playing it right then and there. That is badass. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I Thanks, wish I Sony. You rock. No, it is. I'll tell you what. If you want PR, that's PR. I mean, mm-hmm. that was an insanely good move. So uh, very cool on their part. All right, these next two voicemails are uh, are connected, and uh, he had actually twittered that he that he left these voicemails and he didn't know if they came through. Blah 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 blah. All the normal stuff. Uh, I'm gonna say right now, probably best voicemail of the last month at least. So uh, <laughs> give this first one a listen. <laughs> Well, Glenn, I don't think they put this on the show. Anywho, I am a self-proclaimed number one listener from Norway. And I am so fucking drunk tonight, so I decided to call you. Um, You guys got a great show. The length of it all is just unbelievable. I don't know how you guys do it to keep it interesting for like two or three hours. It's amazing. 
I like I, I'm enjoying every second of it, but still, it's fucking long, man. Uh, Anywho, <laughs> I've been drinking too much tonight. My dog is here. Oh my god, he's oh he's anxious for me to get home. Uh, oh, and my English is definitely not perfect, but who the fuck is right? Um, <laughs> what I like to know is. Why haven't you guys added me on the PSN? Yes. Oh, I am pooped in flames on the VG Evo site, and I'm kind of new to the site, but I've been listening to you guys for a long time, but fuck, man. Add me. Hit me. What the fuck ever, man. You guys are great. So, stay cool. Keep the show as great as it is, and... I'll be tuning in every fucking week, guys. So, have a good one. See you whenever. Bye. <laughs> oh, I love drunk dials. Uh, so, I don't know what Mark feels about this, but I actually try not to add people that aren't in the uh, in North America. And it's a very simple reason. Uh, it's timing. It, it's, you know, the people that I have on my list from Europe I never play games with because by the time I'm yeah. on playing, they're in bed. Uh, you know, the only reason Martin's on my list is because he's on the show every now and then. Literally, I mean, it's just <laughs> I, so. It's, like I said, no, it's, nothing it's personal true. to anybody. It's just because uh, I'll tell you what: if if Poop and Flames here was on PSN playing when he's that drunk, uh, I'd be adding him in a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're just gonna drive people to drink so they add you. Well, isn't that our job anyway? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And actually, you know, I've got a bunch of European guys on my account that I may have to start deleting soon to make room. No, I mean, seriously, no offense to anybody. It is just no. that it, it's a hundred car- a hundred person limit. And I've got enough, like, you know, we've got, well, we have some industry people on our friends list and other people we know in real life and it just sucks that we can't add everybody. And actually I owe uh Bacamano an apology cause I had deleted somebody to add, um, one of the, uh, furious gamer guys. And he sent me a friend request while it was open and I had to refuse it. So, Oh yeah. I have to do that. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I, get, I, I like delete their invite and then they do it again. And I'm like, why do you think I'm going to do it the second time if I, if I didn't do it the first time? Normally, I have to delete yeah. somebody for somebody else as well. It's just you're waiting for them to send it and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, we <clears> suddenly <throat> prima donnas now. But <laughs> I know we do. But no, but it, seriously, I, mean, I hope it, nobody gets offended is. by it. If you know, I, mean, I disappear PS- off your friends list, you can, you can still send us messages and stuff. I yeah, try to respond it, it, to most of them. The re- the, well, actually, so. I will say this, though, because I did this tonight. Stop sending fucking PSN chain letters. Stop doing oh, it yeah, all together. I get that, too. If you They're not going to start one, a Modern Warfare 2 beta just because you send a chain letter. <laughs> I, I am blocking anybody that sends me one. So if you send me one, literally, I put you on my block list right away. I don't care who you are. So somebody mm-hmm. sent me one tonight, blocked. That's it. Knock that shit off. Anyway. All right, so back to the funny, because then, a minute after that message, he called back. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So here, here we go. Okay, it's the Norwegian pooper here again, the pooper flames. I forgot one thing. 
you guys, uh, the last interview with a... Uh, okay, I'm so fucking bad with names. I'm sorry. But the guy who's in charge of the sign or whatever in Uncharted 2, that fucking interview made me wanting, wanting the Drake's Fortune game. I, I'd played it before, but I, I didn't get, even get 10% of the game, at least. So... My girlfriend bought it to me yesterday. God bless Aww. her soul, because she didn't know Aww. what she was getting into. But still, that game is fucking awesome. And I can't wait for number two to get out, which is called... Oh, whatever, I don't know, man. Uh, but still, Norway calling, that should count for something, right? I will be on... The, I will be on the next live show so I can call you and be even drunker than the German guys and what the fuck <laughs> you guys rock see you later have a good one see ya oh, hell yeah fantastic well the next live oh show God. that a lot of people will probably dread because it don't seem to be that popular uh, will be more European friendly we'll be doing it at a time that will hopefully work better for all you guys across the pond yeah, we'll have to figure that out soon. Yeah. But, you know, I, f- <laughs> I forgot damn. to say when I was talking about Uncharted 1 that the game holds up fantastically. I mean, I know oh, it yeah. only came out like two years ago, but even a lot of the stuff that bugged me about it on my original playthrough didn't really bug me this time. Huh. I don't know why it didn't. Like, the gauntlets of dudes that like really annoyed me the last time where you're fighting pirate, you know, endless waves of pirates. There are only a couple yeah. sections where I actually thought it was a little too gratuitous and I got so good at headshots that it wasn't really a, an issue that there were bullet sponges. So <laughs> I don't know. And even like the big twist in the game, which I'm not going to ruin for anybody. Cause I know a lot of people have actually are actually playing through it now for the first time. <laughs> that didn't actually bother me that much this time. They foreshadow it a lot in the beginning, which I hadn't noticed before. Right. And I was more open to it this time, I think. So, cool. anyway. All right. Well, you know what time it is. Do you got the, do you got the website open? Do you, or you got the list open? Yep. Oh, wait. I got one more thing yeah. to say before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. except for I was going to mention this during what I was playing, too. But thank you to both you, Glenn, and to Martin for getting me E7. For the PSP. Aww. I happy, sincerely appreciate it. Happy, happy Torgo something. getting shot. <laughs> oh, wait, it's your birthday? What the hell? Yeah, I thought you did it to celebrate you getting a job. I get games when yeah. you get a job. That's awesome. It was uh, it was one of those things where um, I, I, I kind of believe in jinxes and things like that, so you were talking about the game like, I'll tell you what, if I get a job in the next couple of weeks, I'll buy you the game. I got a job, so I bought you the game. <laughs> you are <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I haven't actually played it yet because I haven't had time. Because oh, it, it arrived. Hey, they all. You know what? Uncharted, that, yeah, and Demon Souls all arrived yesterday. I know. I know. And, well, and <laughs> Ultimate Alliance too. I mean, don't overlook that. Well, yeah, that was that Ninja Gaiden <laughs> were the week before. Oh yeah. Plus the city. So. and oh man. <laughs> we have too many games. Oh. oh, by the way, you better never sell that game. I will kill you if you do. What ease? Fuck no! It goes. It's going yeah. permanently in my ease collection. All right, just saying. We should throw right, a picture kids. of my old ease collection in there. You should. <laughs> but you know what time it is now? Oh yeah. Oh no! It's, it's time. Trophy watch. Hi all. 
I could do without All the right. mayo on the end of that. I just did that. I was bored. All right. Do you want to trade off again? Uh, let's just do page like, after page or whatever. All right, you do the first page. I gotta do the oh, second. Of course. All right. Let's let's kick this pig. Mad Scientist eighty, hundred uh, percent an Astro Tripper. Damn. Uh, trophy level eleven. Uh, Jade Warlord. Is that a new one? Leveled up from nine to ten. Playing Guitar Hero five. Woohoo! My e penis just grew another half inch. <laughs> Uh, let's see. And to answer Eron, his question, Rock seven. Band Two is better. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do that later. We, we're we, we're trophy watch right now. That's that's all we're doing. Oh my god! Uh, re- <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, let's see. B wrong. Level seven and Batman Platinum. Woohoo! Listen to let's see. Metman K Platinum and Terminator Salvation. Feel free to give me shit. I will. You're a puss. <laughs> uh, and leveled up from seven to eight. <laughs> Uh, Mickey C reached trophy level 10 playing Fallout 3 DLC. Uh, Big C3 is back. I'm back, motherfucker. Platinum and Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, his proof is in the signature. Trophy level 12. Uh, Zaran. I finally got my hands on the last Grin game, but it was a piece of shit and an easy Platinum trophies, yo. <laughs> uh, Transformer oh. Salvation, Wanted, and Bionic Commando. Uh, blah, blah, blah. what the fuck did he do with them? He did. Oh, did he get platinum and all? Uh, whatever. You gotta learn how to type. Yeah, it. he was the one. Uh, he was the one who was a grin fan. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, Rip one grin. out of three ain't bad. Dead uh, before their let's time. See. <laughs> Chuggy platinum and Need for Speed Shift while people can't drive online. No shit, Sherlock. You ever play Forza <laughs> Two? Uh, Bibber platinum and Ashes Cricket 2009. Pip pip chitty. Oh yeah, we'll play some cricket then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Is it page two time? Yes. Okay. Gr Sonic. He's becoming our new big C three. He's like been in every week for the last for a while. Yeah, pretty much. He got up to level thirteen playing Katamari Forever. Uh. Let's see. Hearsay, uh, GLN555 on PSN, 100% on Flock. He's now a master flocker. He said, I would not advise getting 100% on Flock. Uh, The descriptions of the trophies are poor and the multiplayer offers are not that fun. He must play them, get 100%. He gives a shout out to his wife. So do I. What? Uh, Gamers542, 100% on Shatter. Johnny C two ninety nine moved from level five to six playing Batman Arkham Asylum, and he's one of those guys with a real life that doesn't have time for platinums. Oh, he ran into you in the Uncharted beta, and he couldn't kill you. Oh, yeah. I killed you in the Uncharted beta. Ah, eh, whatever. You got lucky. <laughs> I did. We killed each. We killed each other like at the same time, like right. half a dozen times at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sent me a message on PSN. Yeah, it was fun. That was a fun Puma Oblivion. Uh, Reach level 9 playing Fallout 3. Oh, I play Fallout 3 too. I forgot to mention that. Uh, 100% in Zombie Apocalypse. Props to Omnilon to Tsunami for helping kill the zombie hordes. Also, I think both of them have 100% also. Dave the Snake. (laughs) He's got a legit (laughs) platinum. (laughs) Platinum in Dead Space. That's not legit. That game sucks, but it's not that bad. Uh, Currently at level (laughs) 9. Oh shit! We don't have a cute. He asked instead of the trophy ding, can we play the Sega Dreamcast too? Uh, oh, I don't think we have it a queued up, up at the moment. Sorry, you gotta tell me about this shit ahead of time, man. You're the trophy watch yeah. guy. You're supposed to be telling me this. Thing. I know it was below his little trophy card, so I didn't ah. notice it. Yeah, I'll blame. Hey, Diddly, 
Platinum, Batman, Arkham Asylum, uh, Dark Soul, Dark Soul Life. Wait, Dark Soul for Life. Platinum Unwanted and Star Wars. Star uh, Wars <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> the Force Unleashed. <laughs> uh, he double posted. Triple posted. <laughs> Wait, where's mine? Oh, shit, was that on page three? Fuck. Okay, we'll skip yeah. mine on page three, because I actually get to wag my e-penis this week. I hit level something playing Uncharted. Blah, level blah, nine. blah, whatever. All right, let me do these. Uh, most Ghost, Platinum on Mini Ninjas. Damn. Uh, Poop and Flames, we just heard from him. Leveled up to 10 while playing Uncharted 1 after being inspired by our last episode. I got my girlfriend to buy me the game. Trophy level 10. Yo! All right, there's Savory Cades. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mega Gold 5, Batman Arkham Asylum Platinum level 8. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, up to level 8 due to said Platinum. Your, your uh, <laughs> little thing there is all wrong. Uh, Plank Fan, wait. Oh, my God. Plank Fan hit 1,000 trophies. Damn. Not bad. Uh, Benelton's Platinum uh, Star Wars Stufu Noob and 100% on Flower. And uh, JWCW up to level 14 achieved Ice Age 3, 17th Platinum on Ice Age 3. You know what? Ice Age 3, really? You need a Platinum that bad. Really? Hey, free game rentals for the win. Really? All right. <laughs> and Savory Cade wants to wag his e-penis around. I already did. You didn't say what you did. Yeah, I did. I said I leveled up to 9 playing Uncharted 1. Oh, I thought you said I may actually go for the... No, I figured it out. I think I might try the the platinum eventually. It's going to be a while though. Yeah. I think crushing will be a pain in the ass by the end and I'm actually missing a couple I'm missing a couple of the melee trophies cuz I did not like the melee stuff in uncharted. The melee uncharted is a bitch one. in the first uncharted. Yeah. Yeah, I've got like I don't remember. I got to like up to the 20 brutal combos and then i'm missing like the sneak attacks and then another one and then there's like two or three of the get x number of kills with this weapon trophy that i'm missing all right uh all right well anything else you want to cover before we go no i need to give my voice a rest yeah i think so too it's been going in and out uh well sorry for the swiss brain or swiss cheese brain i've had tonight see i can't even say that uh, next week, we're going to bug you some more about Extra Life. Uh, hopefully, we'll have the link up by then. And uh, get out there and start pledging some money to uh, fight cancer. Not fight kids, just fight cancer. Uh, our thanks again <laughs> to... <laughs> Damn it. Our thanks again to Ben Jones from Zipper for, uh, for joining us tonight. And uh, hopefully, we'll get a lot more mag info soon enough. And uh, mm-hmm. next week, what do you think? Review of Uncharted 2 from Mark Sanger? Yep. Uh, what else could I? Well, we could probably review Digger HD and Uno. Um, well, we'll see. Because uh, hopefully next week, if Martin's house is still there, we'll have Martin on with us next week, and he can review Dark yeah. Two for us as well. I should probably we play Warrior Crotch at some point, but with all the games I'm playing right now, I'm, I don't think I'll get to that just yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, I've got. I, I won't have MUA Two or Ninja Gaiden for next week either. I don't think. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe or we'll E7. Uh, shoot a link to everybody if they want a good Ninja Gaiden 2 review to go over to uh, Scott at Welcome to the Goo because he's like the Ninja yeah. Gaiden master. Yeah, actually, he would, so. he's pretty much an expert on it. <laughs> Not pretty much, he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right, well, uh, thanks for joining us again this week. 
Don't forget to uh, download it next week. Also, we need two more reviews on iTunes to get to 200. So uh, people get out there on the I- iTunes and, and give us a, a review, please. You can uh, even so call me a wet towel if you want. Yeah, you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have some fun stuff coming up soon. Also, a little update on the on the games. I did get a couple more games shipped out. I am completely broke for a week. So uh, we're going to try to get the Warhawk copies out uh, in about a week. And Oh, son of a bitch, Warhawk we're going to give away N-War tonight. Ah, shit. Well, we'll worry about that next time. Next week. Um, yeah, we'll give it away sometime. And then um, the Killzone 2 shirts are going out last, so please stop emailing about it because they will go out. It's just not going to be very soon. But they will go out. We have a lot of stuff to send out. Mm-hmm. So uh, for Mark, myself, go out and play some games. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Have a good week. But when you have someone in your life and you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you're all set in that area of your life, you get hit on all the time. When you're single, nothing. (laughs) And they say it's that sense of confidence. That must be what it is. I don't know. But apparently I'm walking through nightclubs now like Cary Grant. Hello, darling. Good to see you. No, I don't have time for drinks. But that's brunch on Sunday. And what do you mean you won't look good? You will look fabulous because you look fabulous now and you look fabulous then because you're fabulous, period. End of conversation. I must go. <laughs> same bar, same people, but you're single? Suddenly you're coming through a trap door in the back like Vincent Price with a big top hat and a cape. I couldn't help noticing you sitting alone at the bar. Why don't you look at me when I'm speaking to you? Look at me. Look at my face. They did this to me. They did this to my face. Where are you going? Why won't you dance with me? You're all doing jello shots or I'll kill you. I love Vincent Price so much. He's my favorite everything. And what I love the most about Vincent Price is at one point in his life, he was single. And he was out looking for chicks. And I just can't imagine him at a big Hollywood party walking over to Randolph Scott. You know, I think the one in the blue dress really digs me. You know? <laughs> Pulling aside, I'm in. <laughs> the ladies get a hard on for the pricester. <laughs> How would you like to be so famous that you were a prisoner of your own voice? Don Knotts, very likable man, extremely talented man. He can't make obscene phone calls. He might want to. He might be up at four in the morning in a dirty bathrobe. Well, I've been looking at you through the bedroom window. Is this done, Knotts? Ah! They know it's me every time. How the name of Christ do they know it's me every goddamn time? It's a caller ID. 